In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I am joined again, again, by my partner in crime fighting, D.A. Vincent Kfe. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, I'm good. How about you, man? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm glad that everything was all right with you when you missed us the other day, you know? It was sad. I slept like a baby. Like a baby. It's, it's funny because my son got grumpy that I fell asleep. <laughs> we are also joined by uh, RCMP from up north, JLB. What's going on, man? It goes on and on and on again, on and on and on. I'm good, guys. You know, same old, same, same, uh, same COVID, different day. You know, just uh, chillaxing. That's what I'm doing. Awesome possum. If. Uh, you are new to this show. The premise is simple. We're going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so um, our answers are going to be made up on the spot, and uh, we feel that gives them a little bit extra zing to them. Uh, before we get into it, I got a couple things to talk about. First of all, I want to make sure everyone knows that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. podcast network. So uh, make sure to head on over to tatnusco.com and check out the other shows on the network. Uh, there's some great, great shows out there, so check them out. Um, we also would like to remind everyone... Uh, to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so more people can find us and we can continue to grow. You can head on over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu to support us there and get access to sweet perks like our Discord server, commercial-free episodes, voting for classic pay-per-view reviews, monthly Ask Me Anythings, and even the ability to be invited on this very show to challenge us to book your pro wrestling fantasy booking challenge. Um, so a great way to support us there. And then the final thing I wanted to talk about before we actually get into the, the meat and potatoes of this show is um, we have a, a kind of a bookkeeping announcement, uh, sort of a thing. Uh, bookkeeping is not the right word. Uh, programming announcement. Um, sure. A few months ago, three months ago, right, right at the beginning of four months ago, whatever it was, um, we started doing our weekly wrestling reviews. And uh, we really enjoy doing them, but... What I'm sure you've noticed, if you're a loyal fan out there, is that we've been a little um, sporadic and inconsistent with them. And um, it kind of comes down to life has thrown a lot of stuff at all of us. And as much as we enjoy doing them, we're, we're having a hard time uh, producing them consistently to the quality that we'd like to. So um, rather than continue to put out something that we... We're, we're not 100% happy with um, the quality or the consistency of it. We are going to temporarily, we hope, suspend the uh, reviews of the shows individually uh, for a while and, and just focus on getting the uh, WBU and the FBI as well as our Patreon um um, monthly uh, classic wrestling reviews. So, um, so for the time being, we're going to discontinue the production of the um, weekly reviews. We just 
we don't want to keep putting out something that we're not proud of and uh, we want to be proud of it and we want uh you to enjoy it and uh maybe once life settles down a bit uh covid uh goes away a bit um things like that maybe we'll be able to uh readjust and start doing them again but for the time being we are going to do uh, stop doing that we will still talk about the episodes every week um on the wbu episodes we'll talk about them on this episode and if something comes up that we really want to talk about we'll still continue to do special episodes occasionally but it just it, it was getting to be where you know um i was two weeks behind on the aew review because i was just having a hard time getting a good time to separate from life and record it and i know da fabe has a lot of stuff going on in his life that was making it a little bit harder for him to get the nxt reviews together and jlb has been doing uh classes as well as work as well as uh, a bunch of other stuff and it's just it got to be so hard for us to to consistently do it uh, to the level that we want to do it. And, and that's it, you know, and as much as, you know, we all want to do everything, uh, you know, it's it at the end of the day, we're not machines. We're human beings. You know, life does happen. And uh, we just want to make sure that the product, uh, I guess the product. Yeah. But uh, the material that we present and put out there is, you know, top A and uh well i'm sure we'll get back to it soon uh but we certainly thank you for your understanding uh mm -hmm. in that regard yep but on that note we will try to make sure we put out a absolute killer fantasy booking show today for you so we will just get straight started with the fantasy booking and um, like I always say, I seem to say it every week. I don't remember who went first last week. So if either of you wants to go first, let me know. Otherwise, I'll go ahead. Um, I'll go first. Okay, JLB, Ooh. volunteering for number one. By the <laughs> way, who's hmm. to say that I'm not a robot? Um, it would explain a lot if you were. I'll be bobbed. I, uh, go. I always <laughs> laugh because I remember seeing a, um, this, this, dates it a little bit but it was a vine i think going back and it was a guy who had a um homemade robot arm right that he had on his desk and he programmed it on how to use a stylus and uh and the, the camera mounted to it to figure out the captchas on a website that says i'm not a robot so he could uh, just set his iPad down in front of this thing and have the robot actually check the box and figure out the stuff. <laughs> I thought that was really fun. Did it work? It did, most of the time. I mean, some of them would get really complex and the camera couldn't quite figure it out. But as long as it was something pretty simple like, you know, uh, click click the box and then click the places that, that show a stop sign or show a crosswalk or something like that, it could usually identify them and tap Oh. So, I for one welcome our robotic overlord. Yep, welcome. What about awkward moment? <laughs> I don't know if I. Alexa said, just started talking yeah. to us. Good to be here, Officer Smarks and Detective Vincent K. Fabe. Good old Alexa. That would be fun. Yes. Yep. 
and no, I am um, just being a robot. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, video. I think I've shown this to DA Faye back when we worked together, but the video of the Boston Dynamics um, robot, you know, the, the one that uh, they have the video where it picks up a box and they knock the box out of its hand and it picks it up again. Uh, but someone made, made a, a uh, profanity version of that video where the robot cusses we ah shit mark what are you doing there damn it <laughs> it's one of my favorite oh, videos shit, mark. what are you doing there <laughs> anyway we will get on with it so go ahead jlb what is your challenge Alrighty, so I hope it's interesting. It sounded interesting in my head. Let's see if it sounds interesting as I spew it out. Um, all right, so we oh. <laughs> so we all know about obviously this lovely faction of retribution is them trying to do something different, or I guess depending on who you talk to, not so different because it's pretty much Nexus. Um, or we all know about their WWE underground, raw underground situation. They're just trying to implement new stuff, right? Some of it, some of it, uh, most of it, we're complaining about. We're not liking it. So, if Vince McMahon were to come up to you and say, "Hey, listen, Officer Smarks, Vincent K. Fabe, I need something new on Raw and SmackDown as a segment." Whether that would be a faction, whether that would be your own little fight club, I basically want you to book your new thing, whether it be a segment, fight club situation, to bring to Raw or SmackDown, because clearly Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon don't know what they're doing. So I'm just curious as to what your and it has to be in present time no time machine here unfortunately um on what you would like to bring and you could, it could be whatever you want it doesn't necessarily have to be a faction or a fight club underground but just something that can be feasible on a raw or smackdown brand or i guess nxt brand if you'd like for that matter and uh and to go you want to go well, first or me since since we have a common namesake, Vince and I, I'll go first. Okay. Cool and um, I'll I'll say more Brock Lesnar. We need Brock <laughs> Lesnar to come on on a regular basis. More Brock. Brock. I think the thing that failed was there's no. So in the '90s, what we had in, in the lack of a transition was the competitor was the transitional um, market. Um, I think, unfortunately, for uh, Raw, SmackDown, and really even NXT, right now our transitional teams are on the same night, and the competitor is on um, is on Mondays and Fridays, and the transitional markets are all on Wednesday. Um, so I, I think my first move is to stop trying to compete head to head with AEW. You're not going to put Tony Khan out of business. Um, and I, I think that step one is to have NXT be its own brand. And I think that you, you create your own competition by having WW Titan industries go against Titan industries. Um, and, and just flat out, um, sometimes decentralizing an organization can be very healthy. Um, 
you know, I, I used to be a part of an industry where where basically one business was run as five separate businesses that were interacting, that were involved with each other, that there was competition amongst the 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 individual departments. Um, you know, think think Walmart grocery versus Walmart. Uh, I don't know apparel men's apparel or whatever or Walmart dairy department versus dry goods versus the meat department versus whatever it may be. Um, all of those are independent and feed towards that. So I'm actually going to go with less of a, of a gimmick answer and more of a, this is a structure issue right now. Um, that one person who is, who, who may or may not be able to pass the cognitive test that both presidential candidates passed. Whew, that's probably the most interesting way to put that. Anyway. Um, that's very insulting, though. Jeez. <laughs> um, he simply does not have the, the sometimes executive owners or executive leaders do not have the time to oversight what's happening in the mailroom. And I think that if they don't delegate somebody in the mailroom, they'll never be able to delegate somebody in um, uh, an operations role, you know. Um, and and so I think really you need to have three distinct separate brands that sure are under the WWE umbrella, but that's all that's the same. I mean, from a, a true general manager, a true, I think they were on the right path uh, in October of last year. Uh, in October of 2019, I think having this brand is this guy and this brand is this guy and this brand is this guy. And that's the end of it. Like, and, um, Vince really just needs to go to being a PNL PNL owner. Look at the profit and loss statement. Look at the balance sheets. Look at the travel schedules. Look at the, the, um, employee satisfaction and, that's it in terms of creative in terms of development in terms of storyline um he has to allow himself to step away enough that successful people can come in and and uh start growing the company uh if you want a gimmick which i know is what you really wanted um i would have a faction takeover i would do exactly what they're doing right now and i don't care nexus like like i understand that this faction sucks and the storyline's being written crappy but i think that a faction takeover is a very healthy thing especially if you can get a faction but it has to be a long-term faction war it can't just be uh something simple so yeah i mean you're you're not wrong uh, the faction is probably the best way to go. That's really, I was going to be my answer as well. Um, the problem that they have right now with retribution is they don't have a plan for it other than we're just having people show up and cause havoc. Right. right? It's, it's, uh, it's well known that uh, all the reports out there have it that they don't even currently know who's going to be in it, right? At all. Now, so if we look back at all the previous factions that have caused real change, right? Um, caused in, in terms of like viewership, not necessarily in terms of, but it is in terms of the the game, right? Um, you have N, uh, NWO, right? Which they knew two of the members from day one of NWO. It was that third one that was kind of up in the air a bit, right? From the main. Um, DX formed pretty quickly. 
uh, to combat uh, NWO, but they knew the members of it. There was no debate over who was going to be in, right? Um, you know, you look at uh, the corporation when it did. You look at Nexus. You look at the core. You look at at uh, almost any of the ones that that made any waves. The Shield, perfect example, right? There was when, also, and you bring that up with the exception of the Shield of everybody you've mentioned. There's also been a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Well, and and here's the deal: when they brought the Shield out, they didn't know it was going to be as popular as it was going to be. Uh, but they also knew that they had potential main eventers in there. They wouldn't have chosen them if they didn't think they were going to be potential main eventers. But but that you're right; they had main eventers involved. Evolution. It was it was uh, headed by main eventers and a couple up and comers, right? Um, but every single one of them, when they debuted, they had at least most of their roster set uh, right off the bat. Boom. We knew it. Um, you look at uh, even in NXT, Undisputed Era, there was no question as to who was in Undisputed Era. They didn't have them come out in masks and beat up on people and then show up. Um, the You come to Modern, though, and you look at... Uh, Santos Escobar and his group, well, they started off as masked people and we didn't know who they were. At, but they at least knew what they were doing. They had a storyline behind it. They knew who was going to be what. And that's where Retribution's falling apart, is not knowing who is, is doing what. And and so it's, it's really just what do we do today to be spectacular, be, you know, put a spectacle. Well, we have them throw Molotov cocktails. We have them come and wave a chainsaw around and destroy a ring. Um, throw and, cinder blocks out a window. Yeah. Um, flip a car. No, we don't see them flip the car. We just see yeah, them. We just see the, the car upside down. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that's the deal. It's, it's just, they don't know. There's not an end game written yet. And that's where the problem is. Now, I'm not saying that they had an end game written to NWO or DX or Corporation or Evolution. But they had a storyline written leading up to something. It was organized. It was at least organized to the extent that it was something. So so that's what's missing with this. And that's why it's falling flat is because they and the thing is, they all they needed to do to fix this would would be have one or two people that they knew were going to be in it. There's a lot of speculation that Dijakovic is going to be in it based partially on his changing his Twitter handle. Uh, right before uh, they announced it. Now, that could have been him just saying, hey, they're announcing a new faction. Let's change my Twitter handle to cause people to talk about me. Right. It could be a lot of things. Um, But let's let's say they're talking to him about being in it. Then what they should have had from day one is have a have him, even in a hoodie where you couldn't see his face, you would know if you watched NXT at all that that's Daichikov, right? Because he is a tall dude. Um, and and then you would have have at least something, you know, have Dijakovic come out and, and order around a bunch of masked people and you'd have something. But right now they don't have anything. They just have dudes. Um, and and, <laughs> and, even... and dudettes. And dudettes. There was two women as part of the faction. And um, I'm, I'm trying to, to remember uh, there was someone had posted something online today and it literally made me laugh it was last night after uh 
after the thing and and they called them something and i can't remember what it was and Uh, i'm gonna have to find it um one thing while you try and find that one thing too that i don't get so they're trying to do all this thing they're throwing cinder blocks and whatever but then why are the lights still flickering well the storyline is that they must be doing something else too uh but that's part of the problem is they but then they don't go show us what that is because the the night the week before i understood you threw flames to the mm-hmm. through the power thing okay cool that's why the lights are doing that this time around nothing like the lights are just randomly going off but then we're seeing them throw cinder blocks which would allude to the fact that they're not even in the building yet and they want to get in the building uh and then we see them throw a car but hey the lights are still flickering you know why the lights are flickering because that's good s word yeah, and that's the other, that's a perfect example of how they didn't know they don't know what they're doing, and so they just are like, well, let's uh, let's have the lights flicker. Okay, why are they flickering? Well, we'll 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 talk about that. We'll figure it out. I don't know. Um, and that's that's the deal is is all they would have had to have done is have one footage of uh, you know two guys in hoodies destroying one of the light panels in the back you know just hitting it with the or something like that to sell that storyline but they didn't and that's where they kind of fall um i'm gonna have to look for the so someone came up with with names about retribution like fake names about retribution and uh i laughed so hard uh and now i can't find them because and so that's it's just so weird i don't what must be going on backstage uh, for it to be this chaotic, like there has to be literally, um, absolutely no course of any kind of connection between anybody doing anything. Like we've heard of Vince, sure, always taking control and so on, but boy, would I love to be a fly in the wall now because this time around, at least when we heard about that in the past, it was somewhat scripted and they changed a few things but to this point it's literally like we know nothing they know nothing at all and boy would i love to be a fly in the wall because hot diggity damn this is uh this is this is some good s word but not for the right reasons because yeah it's it's hey look we figured out a way to scare people into keeping quiet yeah keep keeping quiet how that nobody has a clue what's going on here Mm-hmm. Oh, fair, but that's just because they don't either. Because once a plan comes into fruition, guess what? We're going to know about it anyway. So this can't even be a good thinking on Vince's part of nobody knowing anything because they don't know anything. Or unless they don't and they're really fooling us, but I don't think so. They, they've done I this too many times. Roll back to a recent episode we did, and I'm going to talk about Keith Lee winning the, the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes leaks are not bad. Right. Um, Smarks had a hell of a time not changing the channel that night. Uh-huh. I know this for a fact. Like, he you literally said, no, <laughs> he literally said, dude, I wanted to change the channel so bad and find out if it was legit or not or if we got swerved. Like, we talked about it right afterward. I was like, just so you know, it was legit. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. He's like, I almost changed the channel. <laughs> and I didn't want to miss AEW. I was like, I get it, man. Right. That's also part of the reason of changing the nights. Like, you don't need to. I, I think it lends credence to AEW by being on the same night as them. I think it does the exact opposite. 
and that and that damage has already been done. Like that's how I feel about that. Like you want to you want to remove their credence, just be like, I don't know, we're 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 on Thursdays, right? Yeah, that's the deal. Is yeah, just move them to a different day and roll on. No one's gonna know anything. But I mean, even the thing with Keith Lee though, that was a mistake, right? Was, but it was a brilliant mistake. It was it was valuable. It was it gave headway to viewership that went, oh my god. I mean, that was their their first week winning. Yeah. It, but it, that's it, what I'm saying is that's not even something that they came up with. That was literally a mistake. That's not something that they planned ahead. Oh, let's get this guy to post it. So, I mean, for well, all we know, it was a mistake. And everyone was reporting it. It was a mistake. And that is the problem. If your mistakes are working more than what you're actually thinking of um, in terms of actually getting a program out there, there's a freaking huge issue here. Like, what is going on backstage? Well, it's part of latching on to kayfabe. Uh-huh. And what's going on backstage, we've talked about this before, is um, they've got they've got writers writing for an audience of one. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what good storyline they watch or they write, if Vince McMahon's going to come in a day before or l- earlier in that day and say, nah, Throw it all out. We're going to do something else. Um, so, and that's, that's what he's example, doing. The studio that's picking up the new Mortal Kombat movie, and I only bring this up because somebody posted about it today. I did, I did. It was you, it was you. Um, <laughs> said something. That studio may not give two rips about the franchise, about the Mortal Kombat franchise. But James Wan cares about action flicks. And somebody in production cares about Mortal Kombat specifically. And I think that's where Vince is failing. That's why I mentioned what I mentioned earlier. I really, I think Vince needs to needs to be the studio here and go, can this make money? Yes, it can make money. Who do I get to make this make money? And I think he spent so much time in his life thinking that he's the only one who could make it make money that he's completely missed the boat that he didn't make the money. But I feel like he's been in control for so long to the point where he's been the only guy. Because we, we, we've been talking or we've been hearing about this, of Vince always being the issue. And there has been good stuff that has went through. So we know that Absolutely, Vince has had a he problem. wasn't the sole reason for that. Even if you even if you take the Vince Russo era, th- that's the problem with s- certain leaders is sometimes they think that they're the sole reason for the success of an organization. Who is the reason and for the shield? I think the shield idea was Triple H, if I remember right. No, um, nope. The shield idea was Ryback. Yeah, Ryback was kind of the guy behind it, and um, uh, it wasn't supposed to be Roman Reigns. It was supposed to be Chris Hero originally. Um, oh. And then, uh, for whatever reason, they decided uh, not to do Chris Hero. Chris Hero, known as Cassius Ono. Um, but, mm. but anyways. Um, but so to answer to answer your your thing, um, I will. I would still do the faction. I would. I would have an actual faction, though. I would have them be actual people. Now, the the real way to have done it would be this is a perfect time for them to have moved Undisputed Era up, and have Undisputed Era come up and cause havoc because they're established names, they're established people, they're established havoc causer down in in NXT, down yeah. over in NXT. 
Um, and so instead of having a group of unknowns up come and do it, NXT. yeah, up in NXT, um, you have Undisputed Era show up. You have Adam Cole, Bebe, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong come out and and effectively be all of those teams that we mentioned before: NWO, DX, um, Evolution, The Shield. All of those teams effectively started as an invasion of some sort, right? Right. Uh, Nexus started as an invasion. So you just have Don't it. These... Attempt, he may take control. Yep. So you have it. These people show up. The Undisputed Era show up. And they're basically like, we did everything we could in NXT. And now we're here to do everything here. We're here to run this show. Uh, and you can still have them do much the same stuff. Throw the Molotov cocktails. All that. You, you can't have them flip a car because it's only four people unless you make it a smaller car. They could flip a mini. Or a Fiat, no problem. Um, a, a Ford Focus, they could probably do. One of the older models, not the newer ones. They're a little bigger. Uh -huh. well, either way, if because they could still technically do that now and just put Jakovic. Well, he's not necessarily part of it, but if they want to still add him in, they can essentially make it an undisputed era with uh, Jakovic in it too. Um, and then these guys could just be like Dominions, right? Which is why we haven't seen it because they haven't interrupted in nxt at all have they no 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 so but that's that, but that's because in terms of uh wrestling continuity uh at the moment nxt takes place outside of wwe main roster continuity things that happen in nxt don't overall affect things that happen in main roster um and that's why you can have a character who's a heel in NXT show up and be a baby face on on Raw and then go back to NXT and still be a heel. Right. Um, and so they, they easily could do a lot of that stuff. Um, the, the real thing that I would do, I mean, you're talking about, you know, gimmicks that I would do. Undisputed Air up to the main roster, over to the main roster, whatever you want to call it, um, would be it. The other thing, and this I've talked about a lot recently, is authority figures. Um, here is why the Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff uh, era did not succeed. And it's because you have two people who are known for their on-screen characters as well as backstage business acumen, and you relegated them exclusively to backstage. Um, uh, you know, if, if you actually gave Eric Bischoff some power and then actually handed the keys to SmackDown over to him and said go out there and have fun can you imagine if eric bischoff came out on smackdown and said we're gonna run the show my way and and just turned it on its head can you imagine if paul Heyman came out with brock lesnar and said guess what this is my show now uh then you've got the storyline of not only do you have the monster brock lesnar who destroys everyone but now he's actually got the authority on his side he's corporate brock lesnar you know um, I feel like we bitch about that, though. I feel uh, like of, that would... <laughs> of course we would bitch about it, right? We're wrestling fans. That's what we fucking do. Um, <laughs> but, but, but would we also tune in? Is the question, and I think the answer to that is a resounding yes. I've said it before, especially with Brock Lesnar. Do I complain about him being a part-time champion when he's there? Yes. I don't like the idea of a part-time champion who's not around on the regular. But do I also enjoy the absolute crap out of him throwing people around? Yes. 100% yes. 
And so have him throw people around. Have, uh, you know, the authority Paul Heyman book title defenses that are basically just Brock Lesnar throws little guy around. You know, hey, Sin Cara gets a shot at the heavyweight or the universal title or whatever, right? The WWE title. Then gets thrown around like a crazy guy, right? Hey, um, guess what? Angel Garza or Humberto Correa gets a shot at the the WWE title and she gets thrown around by Brock Lesnar. I am there for that. And then eventually you build up to uh, a storyline where someone beats insurmountable odds to win a shot at the title. So it could be a big name like a Roman Reigns. It could be an up and comer like a Ricochet. Um, it, it could even be a relatively new guy or or an Aleister Black or, some, or a Dominic Di- Dijakovic comes up and becomes the new up and comer face of the company and wins his way to a battle with Brock Lesnar. And I mean, that's a storyline people will follow. Um, not because it's Brock Lesnar, but because it's the underdog going up against the deck stacked against him. Because um, right now, in terms of main roster, you've got Braun Strowman as the champion over on SmackDown. You've got uh, Drew McIntyre cha- champion on Raw. Both of them are currently babyface. Mm. Yep. Uh, and and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The storyline plays better when it's the underdog babyface chasing after the heel champion, right? Um, That's why in the women's division right now, like it or not, the Sasha Banks and Bayley as double champions, both of them, is going to be telling the better story. Because you're going to have these underdogs like Asuka who have to fight through everything to get a shot at the championship and overcome insurmountable odds to eventually win it um and this you can tell that storyline over months right oscar's gonna have a match at SummerSlam, but i if they are smart they would make oscar lose that match due to heel tactics sasha and, and bailey teaming up to cheat to win effectively um and and then oscar they keep putting things in front of oscar so that she has to beat this odd beat that on i mean it's effectively kofi having to do the gauntlet match three times you know right uh but you have that build up to pass to SummerSlam all the way to hell in a cell or or even survivor series that's a story that can go months and months um but right now for the the heavyweight championships the men's championships you don't have that you've got face defending against the 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 snidely heel and you know do do i think they're going to give uh rome uh i give um rko randy orton the the belt i don't think they're gonna give him the belt at summers um i don't think uh i don't think it's the right time to take it off of drew yet but i also don't think he's the right person to take it off of drew but If they did put it on Randy Orton and had him become this insurmountable foe that Drew has to work his way up to, it also wouldn't be the worst thing, and it'd be better storyline than right now. Um, same thing with, I mean, I don't, I don't think Bray Wyatt the Fiend winning the belt from Braun is the uh, best use of that belt, but it being on babyface Braun is also not the best use of that belt. So having having a heel figure which is why the authority figure works so well you have the authority fi- figure who can 
team up with the heel to cause it. And so in this way, my my real thing is you don't have Bray Wyatt the heel win it. You have Braun Strowman turn heel while having the belt and side with an authority figure to keep the belt forever. Now he's a monster with the the authority on his side. Cheats. Yeah, monster who cheats. And then people want to cheer for, for the Fiend anyways. They're going to. He doesn't have to be a, a white meat baby face. He can still be a tweener. He can be a stone cold baby face, you know? Um, but people are going to be on his side one way or another. So you have him going after uh, the insurmountable foe with the, the authority on their side. Mm. Yeah, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But I definitely don't see Randy Orton winning it. I wouldn't mind Randy Orton getting another uh, championship on his uh, count there and or even surpassing Ric Flair's championship like Ric Flair alluded to on Raw. Um, but yeah, definitely not up to Mac. I don't yeah. uh, No, It's not so, right. So, so that's what I would do. That, I, that I, I, I with Flair and, Flair and Cena? Um, I think that's what they they were saying on the show that it would tie him, but I guess I don't know offhand. Yeah, so he said, I don't want you to surpass Cena's record. I want you to surpass my record. Just alluding to the fact that I did it first, surpass me. That's why I'm with you. I want you to surpass me. Um, which just threw Cena completely under the bus, but that's fine. Cena's not wrestling anymore, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> matter. I mean, we can't see him hardly anyways, so, yeah, no. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, 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 so let's uh, see. Uh, Four times invisible. as heavyweight champion. Nine times as WWE champion, which puts us at 13. Uh, no, he's definitely at 16. He has 16 because um, I remember uh, Ric Flair. Try, trying to find. I think he's a 14-time, if I remember right, but maybe he's past, tri- or past Triple H already. No, because I remember Ric Flair congratulating him or something at some point when he won the 16th. Well, I don't know where where the numbers are. According to Wikipedia, which you oh, know, is not always 100% accurate, but four-time world heavyweight champion, three-time WWE champion. He's also been tag champion, which doesn't count multiple times. He's been United States champion once. He's Gosh, won the Royal what? Rumble twice and Money in the Bank once. I thought he was a 14-time champion. Uh, as WWE Royal Rumble 2017, John Cena told Ric Flair's long-standing record when he won his 16th World Championship after defeating AJ Styles in an instant classic. So apparently this has been on since 2017 that he's been 16-time world champion. Are we talking Flair or are we talking... No, well, Orton. Flair never faced AJ Styles. So they I'm were sorry, just saying... Cena or Orton? Cena. Cena's a 16-time. Oh, okay. Oh, Orton. No, Orton, I think, is 14. He just wants him to go to... Orton is 13. (laughs) 13. Okay. Yeah, so, because he was just... Because I remember... Triple H is 14. Cena and Flair are 16. Anyways. um, But yeah, so that's my double answer. I would do a faction right, and I would do a a, uh, authority figure. And um, the ideal time to have done the authority figure would have been when you had Bischoff and and Heyman as actual authority figures. Just make it storyline. All the fans knew that they were there and doing it, so just go all in with it and have them 
I mean, they don't have to be heel authority figures. They don't have to be healed. I heck, they they can be one hundred percent face. They can they can be the ones who who are trying to make sure the law and order and the face of the, uh, all of that stuff. Um, that's fine, but something there, anyways. But we will move on to the second challenge. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and go second because uh, uh, JLB gave me nearly a heart attack. Uh, almost stole my uh, challenge, so. <laughs> Okay. Didn't didn't quite almost, but you came really close to to it. Uh, because I'm I'm focusing on one of the things uh, that they are doing as well right now, which is Raw Underground. Um, they Run did it underground. again. Underground. They did it again this week, but only in the third hour this week. Uh, it was always in the third hour. It was always at ten o'clock. The, the other time they did check-ins leading up to it, and this one, the the only check-in they did was at what would have been an hour time uh the the um nine right before the nine o'clock hour you know what i mean okay. um and so before they did check-ins in the the you know first hour saying coming up we got raw underground. they didn't mention raw underground until halfway through the second hour and then they said oh we do have raw underground coming up and then they did a check-in like 10 minutes till nine and then they did raw underground um, and I, I know this uh, because I actually had a call with D.A. Fabe. He called about 20 minutes into hour two. And one of the last things we said before he had to go, because um, uh, he had something come up, was, um, man, we're almost halfway through the show and they haven't even mentioned Raw Underground yet. So I don't know if they're doing it again this this week. And then right after we hung up, they mentioned Raw Underground. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so they... they they didn't do any check-ins, any mentioning of it through the first hour and a half, and then they eventually just did it, right? So, but here's the deal. They they got rid of the dancing girls, which probably for the best. Um, they looked out of place, and they weren't, you know, they didn't do anything. They weren't part of the storyline. Just, yeah, hey, we got dancing girls. Um, but they effectively, in terms of what they did, did more of the same. And this is a lightning rod topic because some people really like what they're doing and some people think it's hideous. Right. So my challenge to both of you is fix it. I, you, you know, here's the deal. You are given control of Raw and with the mandate that the only thing is we keep Raw underground, you just make it good. So I need you to fix it and I need you to book the storyline going through whatever the first pay-per-view payoff for the storyline is. Because as of right now, they're really not building much storyline with it. It's just here's some fights. And and I think that's my biggest problem with it. If there was a storyline built, like if they had continued this week with Bobby Lashley and the rest of the, the Hurt Company or whatever it's called, Hurt yes. Business, uh, if they would have had them continue to be back there beating up people, that's telling a storyline again. If they would have had Dolph Ziggler beating up people again, that that would have been something. They had, they had the Kato guy. They, they, that was the only, I was about to say, they, he was the only re, reoccurring character on it, uh, which, is, which obviously is trying to build him up, so that's great. But other than that, there hasn't been any real storyline being built up with it overall. So that is your job. How do you fix Raw Underground and book the major feuds and, and storyline for it up to and through the first pay-per-view? I'll go first. I, I ain't scared of this. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so three words. Brawl for no. all. 
<laughs> um, I think you make it legit. Like, here's the deal. It's not really all that fixable. Um, I think the only the only way you can fix this is to make it truly an underground thing where it doesn't occur on television. It's so violent. It's so horrible. It's so whatever. You can get snippets of it on YouTube and you can get all of it on the network. Mm. And I think you go pure fight club here and and tap out knockout and and uh just uh, uh but but with a wrestling connotation i mean obviously we know that it's going to be fake and that's okay if it's fake um but you know chairs getting broken over dudes backs and and it is the it's the part of wrestling that we don't talk about now and you can still do those things safely without chair shots to the head but um you know, you, you do the, the the stuff that we're supposed to see at uh, Extreme Rules that we can't really see anymore for that very reason. Um, and because that gives you the ability to make it a little more cinematic, don't do crappy camera angles from underneath when somebody does a DDT on a chair. Like, don't, oh, I'm the chair and somebody's head's coming at me. You know, none of that. Just make it so that um, so that Raw Underground airs right after Raw on the network, and you can catch snippets of it on the the highlight um, show on uh, YouTube. And you're just you're not gonna see a snip of anything on Raw. You're not gonna see anything, and it's just Fight Club, <laughs> scripted right. Fight Club, just flat out scripted Fight Club, and allow blading um without actual you know injury like i think you take the necessary steps to try and protect your athletes as much as as you take on raw i just think that you make it scripted and um and and i think that you have room to to do cinematic that's the place that's perfect for a cinematic environment where all right, guys, we're going to film this and you take a whole day and you make a one hour show and it doesn't have to be, it, it, it can have cinematic grit. Like you can have grit that's cinematic, but not actual cinematic feel like, oh, look, there's ninjas run. Like none of that crap needs to happen. Just a, a gritty, fighty, nasty, gross. Yeah, that's where I go with it. Hmm. All right. Yeah, and, that's if they. And I think there needs to be stakes. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I think the state stakes can be an underground grit stakes. Like, like, I don't know. Have have the guys taking bets over in the corner for stuff. Like, make it underground. Like legit yeah. underground. Oh, it can be fake. It's okay. It's, if it's fake, we all know it's gonna be fake. Right. But you know, allow a little bit of blading here and there. That brings back some of the blood. Uh, allow stuff that looks like headshots without actually being headshots. And I know Smarks is going to be like, I don't like that idea. As long as we know it's fake. I, I don't know. I was going to suggest you have uh, someone, you know, throw a chair at, at a legend's head right in the face. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be taking after AEW, do something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just some gritty, not not USA Network, not Fox primetime not primetime television like this is on the network and you can see a little bit of it on youtube but you ain't gonna see very much and i said ain't because this is gonna be a redneck throwdown this is gonna be 
just just fight club is it if that's what they're going for go with it have brock show up one day and be like hey can i be part of your club mm-hmm. and just annihilate everybody that's fine if you want to build brock fine build him and i think that builds huge for things like elimination chamber or or tlc or it builds for the pay-per-views because then you can have you know what and and you can you can lead into it on raw you can be like nah man we ain't doing this in the ring i'll see you i'll see you later at the underground and that's it just that well, then you yeah. have a fight in the underground. I, I'm I'm going to be a stickler here and say I need you to book the major feud through the first pay per view. Oh, that was part stickler. of the deal. So I'm going to be a stickler here. What is your feud? What is your storyline? Oh, well, the stakes are. I think they're going to make a title here, which sucks. I don't think he <laughs> won a title. Um, I think it's Bobby Lashley. I think. I think you go with a feud of Bobby Lashley just being dominant week in, week out, week in, week out. And, you know, um, I guess if I wanted to do it through the pay-per-view, uh, I really think I really loved, I loved the idea of Bobby Lashley eventually taking the title, being the one who takes the title off of Drew. I'll be honest. Oh. Uh, I, I think it's a great move. I think he's fantastic heel. Um I love the idea of him being the one, but I think if he starts decimating people in the underground and Drew's trying to be the upstanding face of the company kind of guy, and then Drew's kind of hearing behind the scenes like, God, some of my friends are getting really roughed up. What's going on? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that after hours thing. I don't know what that's all about. And then he finds out that Bobby's there. He goes and challenges Bobby. He's the one who knocks off Bobby. Bobby says, but I want you in a ring again. Or Bobby knocks him off in in Fight Club or, or Raw Underground. And then he goes, fine, but I get you in a ring now. Or you can have your fight with me, but I get a title shot, you know. And I think that that's how you roll into the title shot. I don't want the underground to have a title shot, a title of its own. Right. Yeah. I just want it to be a gritty, fighty thing. I know Vince will put it, put some type of title or something weird there, but I just want to, want to, and they can do it. They can do it in the third hour of Raw, theoretically on television. And the reason they can do it is because it's after prime time. I just don't like that idea. Hmm. So your feud is Lashley McIntyre, essentially that building up towards Lashley getting a Say title. Hell in a cell. Mm, okay. I do like I do like that uh, option of you know maybe making it a WWE network, and since they have the tier thing, making it as an exclusive tier to the network, um, kind of as well, having little snippets on YouTube or Facebook Watch or whatever have you fully taking advantage of all of their platforms which they don't ever do so i think that would be a nice little um thing to do however um i want lashley nowhere near it uh i don't i don't i i don't see Lashley. i don't know man there's something about lashley i just don't like i appreciate his athleticism uh but i find him bland for some reason i i don't know I don't know what it is about Lashley. I just hate everything about him. I think it heals him up. That's what I'm saying. I think it creates an even bigger heel. And no, and that's the thing. So underground, I do like it. I think maybe, I I think it's going, I, I think the way they can implement it into Raw more is when you, let's say, you know, you have certain backstage segments and you see someone all uh, butted up and like, hey man, what happened to you? Oh man, I was in the underground. It's, it's, 
maybe making it for some kind of championship that is already there kind of like you have to go through the underground tower before you can get a shot at the title maybe not so much the world um but maybe even reorganizing the 24/7 championship into an actual legitimate title um whereas that i guess can be i don't know i guess like i don't want it to be called the underground championship or anything like that cuz that's just stupid um but it, it kind of um, you you kind of can still make it like i don't know like the hardcore title without being the hardcore title kind of thing it's kind of to and this is the way where you can actually push your stars that aren't necessarily being pushed on the main roster like you see what they did with Shayna Baszler this week it made her look pretty tough but you saw other women there kind of getting their butt kicked but you know did kind of showcase like Dolph Ziggler being there I found was amazing I really enjoyed that I enjoyed seeing uh him you know although it's whatever fake fighting if you will I enjoyed seeing him there so it does add certain interest they just have to do that storyline so I would kind of make it like an underground tower if you will um to where they can have a shot maybe at facing either you know the US championship um or they can have their pick if you will at the US championship or i guess that's the only kind of title on raw huh? aside from the world tags yeah but how how are you going to do tags for underground or you could kind of do that technically cuz it would be Shane's boys if Shane underground is kind of like their own identity right so Shane has like an underground tower and the best two top guys get an opportunity to face the tag team champions at the next pay-per-view or something. So you kind of have it I, I that's the only kind of way you would do it and the way they could kind of promote it would be when you see certain wrestlers, you know, like all busted open, "Oh, what happened to you? Oh, I was just on the underground." da 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 or you know you don't kind of talk about that if you want to put that whole fight club thing where were you oh it, it doesn't matter kind of thing so make it like almost no one knows about it if you they kind of too late on that i guess but make it so that no one well WWE has done worse so they can make it seem like we don't know anything anymore and be like oh the, the commentators don't know what's happening or whatever have you but i think you still need to keep it on raw you would still need to keep it on raw and you would still need to showcase a bit but going to the WWE network is maybe where you can showcase more of the entire tower maybe what happens on raw is more the highlights of what is kind of going down and to so you would kind of know who is going to face one of your raw champions whether it be the tag um the uh, US or the world i don't think the world should get involved in that uh i think that's a bit too much um and so i do like that idea of a tag though doing like an underground gauntlet tower for everybody who is in the underground kind of gets to go against each other the fact that everyone could just kind of come in anytime they want sort of deal like what lashley did i would say you have a cutoff point all right guys time to pay up you pay up you get into the the tower and then you kind of showcase the highlights and if you want to see the full match you watch it on the network or you watch it on YouTube or something so kind of stealing your idea there uh but they do have to kind of incorporate it into raw somehow especially if you're going to call it raw underground 
Is that a fair answer? Or yep. uh, I'll take it. I uh, I'm kind of torn on how I would do it, so I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. Um, if you want to keep it raw underground like that, there's a couple things that I I, I would change. I take it out of a of a ring without the rope. Right? It makes no sense that they're in a ring with no ropes. So. Um, I would put it down on the floor, or maybe you build a small stage so you can still have technically the the boards and the padding like you would in a regular ring, right? But but now it's now it's Fight Club style, right? Um, I like a lot of the things DA Fabe had about uh, you know putting it on the network, not necessarily putting it on regular TV, kind of edging it up, all of that. So that's one of the ways I would do it, um, uh, and then and then bring in, you know, that's kind of the biggest thing is you need to bring in some known people. Aside from uh, this week, you had Shayna Baszler show up in it, and absolutely murk like three girls, three women in that, uh, just destroy them. Um, or and and we mentioned Dolph Ziggler and we mentioned Bobby Lashley in there, so you need to have some big names, right? The other way that I would fix it uh, would be almost going in the opposite direction. You can still have it be raw underground or whatever, but instead of going into Fight Club style, I would I would cater to the the technical wrestler fans. You've got a bunch of people: Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, um, uh, uh, Chad Gable, who have legitimate amateur wrestling, wrestling background legitimate right so i would have it be wrestling real pro wrestling, real pro wrestling. yes ha- have it be no ring ropes no ring even i mean like again you can still build a small platform so they can have a lot of the benefits of the ring but it's still have it look like it's just a regular amateur wrestling thing and now instead of it being beating people it's out wrestling um because i think that's fresh the simple fact the the problem i have with raw underground the reason i have a hard time supporting it and getting excited about it is if i want to watch ufc i'll watch ufc right if i want to watch mma there's a dozen different ways i can watch mma if i want to watch pro wrestling it's because i want to watch wrestling now when i watch mma my favorite mma matches are the technical ones are not are are the submission the mat guys like don't get me wrong i fully appreciate a chuck liddell who can just come out and just bam knock people out but those aren't the entertaining ones for me the ones that are entertaining for me are the triangle locks, the the um, arm bars, the guillotines, things like that that actually, you know, uh, take this this mat based thing. So so let's just capitalize on that and move it to wrestling, because aside from the Olympics and college wrestling, there's not a whole lot of places you can watch m- more legitimate style wrestling. Now this is still going to be pro wrestling. It's still going to be scripted, scripted, right? But you can script it and still have it look real legitimate. You know, you can well, still have the reversals, the, the, the all of that stuff. I, I actually like the idea of basically you're just making real wrestling with submissions. Mm-hmm. It sounds like so essentially you've got 
that Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit match that we talked about on the mm-hmm. on the um, the WrestleMania uh, X7 review. Uh, go back and listen to that. Now, That's a really good review, guys. Now up on Patreon.com slash Raw and Order WBU. <laughs> I was hoping somebody'd go there. Anyway, um, but you can you can have a match like the first four minutes of that, and and I like the idea of a submission option to collegiate style wrestling or Greco-Roman. Have the scoring system. Have everything that's either Greco-Roman or collegiate style wrestling. There's there's a third style that is freestyle, and I I I suppose you could do freestyle, but freestyle has a lot more throws and stuff. Or combine the three styles with a scoring system that you decide takedowns and reversals and escapes and time limits and all that stuff. I love that idea. And add in submissions along with a pin. And a pin is a true two seconds, both shoulders on the mat. That's what it is. It's not one, two, three by the ref or three seconds. You can change the rules. Hell, you did it with XFL. <laughs> yeah. And there is nothing pro in in wrestling, actual pro wrestling, like wrestling. The Olympics are it. Yes. You got college. You've got the Olympics. You've got uh, that. That's it. Once upon a time, there was. Um, oh, he wrestled for Nebraska. Uh, uh, Rulon Gardner actually started an organization called Real Pro Wrestling. It just didn't go over because there was no, there was no peak. There was no. I don't know. They did. As a former wrestler who wrestled in both high school and college, I'm gonna flat out say, sometimes it gets a little boring sitting at a meet all that time. And I loved it. I mean, I loved wrestling. But it does get a little boring sitting at a meet all that all that time. And if you could have teams and stuff like that, that'd be really cool. And then bring in your actual wrestlers. Have Braun Strowman come in and just be horrible at it and get disqualified because he doesn't know how to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Only problem yeah, is like that too. Only problem is, how do you do that? Because I feel like those would be heck of a lot longer matches. And that's, I think, why they went to the MMA route was because it could just be a nice little thing. They could edit it, whatever, slam, slam, slam. Uh, three, three periods at, at the first period. So in college right now, it's three minutes, two minutes, two minutes. So, I mean, oh. with, with, okay. with like 30 seconds between each period. So, I mean, three minutes, two minutes, two minutes. You can get that television break. And then occasionally you can have somebody tap out or get pinned in the first round or technical fall or any of those types of things. Like, I I like it. I think it features a sport that nobody really has. And I think it gives the, the, I think it gives WWE an in to get guys like Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, um, Dolph Ziggler, you know, guys who've actually wrestled that are great technical people. Kurt Angle. Instead of just being like, well, here's a boatload of money to have to go through concussion protocol on a regular basis. Right. Yeah, that's actually, I'm surprised they didn't go that route. I guess maybe they think it wouldn't be entertaining to the new school fans. I don't know. Uh, and it, I'll be I'll be completely frank. It probably wouldn't be as entertaining as a fight club setup. That's why I went the fight club route. But yeah, I, I think going the wrestling route is about the only way you can avoid the fight club analogy or the UFC analogy. You know what I mean? High amounts of credibility. Mm -hmm. High amounts of credibility. Well, because here's the deal. The the people who have stopped watching WWE typically have stopped watching because they've turned on to 
uh, programming that has higher work rate. The New Japans, the Ring of Honors, the AEW, the ones that value the skill in wrestling over the storyline, the sports entertainment, right? So this is a way to get to them and be like, you you want us to show off the skill in wrestling? You want us to show off the technical side? We're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's show you. But... Uh, yeah, I, and again, I think the viewerships. I think it's a Saturday morning show at best, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. So it couldn't be part of Raw though, because then that would be contradictory to their whole thing. It's World Wrestling Entertainment. It's not, uh, you know, it's supposed to be sports entertainment kind of ordeal. That, but now you're talking about athletic wrestling. I don't see Vince necessarily going for it. Um, I think if he's throwing submissions and, and writing. I think it's absolutely fine. But that means that occasionally Tozawa is going to get the win over Dolph Ziggler. Dude, I'm down for Tozawa to get a win, period. This is ridiculous. You even make him lose the 24-7 championship again. Like, I'm just pissed off again. Thank you, WWE bastard. Fair enough. But yeah, anyway. that's uh, that's a good one though. Uh, it's different. It was different than mine, but I could see how you had a mini heart attack. Mm-hmm. Well, when you started talking about uh, retribution and and then and then Raw Underground was like, ah, oh, crap, he's gonna challenge the same thing. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do it. Okay, Fab, what do you got, man? Well, so you didn't get to be a part of any of these recently, and I and I feel like it's only fair that. JLB gets to be a part of the far too few women in the greatest women's tournament. So I have a pen and paper out here (laughs) and I'm prepared to do a new version of something we've already done once before, but we only had eight women in it. And I didn't think that that was fair at the end of that. And I think Smarks would agree that we didn't have enough women in that. So you guys are going to take turns drafting. I'm going to randomly place them on a 16 person bracket snap alrighty and how's this go exactly what are we we can choose anybody what's the kind of rules since I'm new to this well you're gonna you're each gonna take turns picking somebody it's gonna be a women's bracket all female wrestlers are eligible and we're gonna open this up to an all time so that way it's a little bit different than the last one um, so that you can throw in Mula if you want or Mae Young or um medusa or any of those okay one two hold on i'm drawing three <laughs> four counting one, with officer kate babe two <laughs> only to four three <laughs> four hey okay go ahead and we're going to randomly place well we're not going to be so random but um i'm not going to tell you how we're doing it so okay so so we're doing uh singles women correct singles women yep and it's an all-time just the way i like them so because last time we missed some very very talented women that i think probably could have made it to the very end even a lot so we're allowing 16 and i know that that's duplicating somebody else but i thought if as soon as i heard that jlb was going to be on this i thought he got to miss this and it was so much fun and we were so mad at ourselves afterwards for leaving some women out that i really wanted to do this so um i have written down a number on a piece of paper 
and JLB, since Smarks has done this before and has a little leg up on you, um, odd or even? Odd. The number was two. Smarks, do you want to go first or second? Um, I'll go ahead and go first. Oh. And a little bit of time. Yeah, and um, I am am going to uh, not do the mistakes that we've made before, where we're all like, oh, let's let's save the big names towards the end. Um, Will they be able to get two of the yeah. seven that we want? Yeah. yeah. So uh, for my name, the number one name I'm going to do is Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard. T. Blanche. Bird. Well, I, I have a small piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's not that's all small you, you have. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> uh, we don't nothing. talk about that in public. <laughs> no, no, we don't, because then we'd all laugh. <laughs> um, um, Britt Baker. Okay, so um, I am going to do. Becky Lynch. Oh, nice. Becky Lynch. Um, Becky Lynch. They had such a good feud together. Let's let's bring out the Charlotte Flair. See Flair. Woo! In brackets. Um. Da, 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 da. Chris. In advance, Santina Marilla does not qualify. That's fine. Uh, Chris, Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna botch her name, but uh, Akuro Shirai. Io Shirai. That's it. Thank you. Just, just to be certain, you're meaning Io Shirai from NXT, not Hikaru Shida from AW, because you kind of sounded like you made a mix of <laughs> uh, the NXT one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to do Jordan Grace. Remind me who Jordan Grace is again. Impact Wrestling, former. Women's champion, knockout. Oh champion. snap! Okay. Uh, Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, come on down, Shayna Baszler. God damn it. Yes. B a z l. You are halfway through, and the center of your brackets are filled. So we still got four more to each, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Karushida. H s h i d a. I think I'm spelling that wrong. That's okay. No, you're right. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me, uh, give me Miss Banks. I yes. think that's match up. Banks. Okay. Um, Side note: This is an all-time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yep. it is indeed all-time. <laughs> um, which it, it's a fitting that you uh, bring that up at this point because I was really thinking about um. Uh, some news that I saw earlier today that WWE has uh, released a official uh, honorary what I, what's the word I'm looking for belt a a um, they, they did for like Macho Man and and Hulk Hogan and all of those uh, okay. special edition honorary belt of the Intercontinental Title for one C H Y N A. Oh snap! <laughs> Boy, that just got really interesting. And now I did this bracket. Holy cow! Okay. Mm, so it the person I'm picking here is not necessarily fighting China technically because no, you're doing no. the bracket how you want. Yeah. The, yep, I'm. I'm. It's random. Well, there was a sequence I was placing it in that you guys aren't aware of. Yes. Okay. Fair. Um. 
Yeah. Uh... Give me Medusa. M-A-D-U-S-A. And just because I think that this needs clarified, Medusa is a Lunder Blaze. Yes. Say, same wrestler. Same wrestler, yes. Um, I was going to screw you guys over and say Nicole Bass. But... <laughs> Nicole Bass, to... oh my gosh. Like, you know what? No, let me not joke around this time. I've done my jokes. Please, no. Please, no, Nicole Bass. Please, no, Nicole Bass. I didn't do it. Is there a nasty girl? <laughs> I want a nasty girl. I think sixteen. I think sixteen might be too small. Oh, no, ma- no matter what, uh, we're, there's gonna be some people that we. Yeah. I just feel like so. I'm I'm gonna name a few here that I think are gonna potentially no, get no, left no, off. No, 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 don't name anyone yet. Do don't it, name yeah. anyone yes yet because I I don't want I don't want my names to be uh. Oh, give it over to Mr. I don't want potential hints. Um, Gail Kim's my next choice. Ooh, I like that. I miss Gail Kim. Is she still in Impact? No. She's like retired she's, now, right? She's retired. She still works for Impact, but now she's mostly backstage. And, uh, commentary. Commentary occasionally. Um, I, miss I her guarantee so somebody I think should be on this list is not on it. At <laughs> this juncture. Go on. Yeah, yeah, Rhea Ripley. Um, I man, I'm debating one way and then I'm debating the other way. Um, this is, this is my last choice, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. God, I don't know. It, it and here's the once you hear the ones I'm debating, uh, you'll know why it's so tough for me to debate one way or the other. Um, I'm gonna go AJ Lee. Ouch. I'm trying to read uh, Vincent K. Fabe's mind here. Oh, I can name four that haven't been named off the top of my head like they're nothing. And that's all title holders. Oh, snap. Okay. And that's leaving out Moolah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just going to keep it new school, unfortunately. I'm going with... Uh, I'm going with, um, yeah, I'm just going to go with, uh, I want Bailey in there because I really, I'm really impressed by her talents recently and I think she would put up a good tourney fight. Okay. Audible mentions are going to go to so that we don't, so that the fans don't blow our brains out and bash us on Twitter. Audible mentions are going to Trish Stratus, Lita, yeah, Wendy Richter, Bull Nakano, um, Beth Phoenix, Natalia, go ahead. No, I was never gonna choose Natalia. You know that. <laughs> Naomi. Um, <laughs> also, never gonna choose Naomi. I, I yeah. might, I might have. If we were at twenty, maybe Naomi would have uh, been there. So. Um, uh, Ivory, Molly Holly. Mo- Molly Holly first, was on my the list. First, the first real women's revolution. Um, yeah, and, and so notice I left out the Divas era people. That's just all the people that were part of the actual we- real women's revolution. Victoria, yeah. i.e. Tara. Yeah, I I so. had I had a couple of them on my list, but I, I had a method to some of my methods. My big debate okay. at the end was Paige or AJ Lee. Yeah, Paige. yeah thinking of Paige, but then pa- I'm like... Is- Paige represents Paige. the beginning of the Paige. end of the Divas. Yes, she was um, the first of the revolution. Hmm. Even but, brought up the 
But along the same line, AJ Lee, uh, I don't think gets enough credit for. So AJ, we're talking M Punk's wife, right? Yes. Yes. I don't think she gives gets enough credit for leading up to it because she was a phenomenal wrestler in and of herself. Um, She's just so tied to the divas division uh, that she kind of gets. Yeah, I think Beth Phoenix falls in that category too, though. Mm -hmm. So, but that's why I went with AJ Lee. I, I mean, no, notice none of us mentioned any of the Bellas ever, even in the honorable mentions. Even in the honor. Now, I I am a firm believer that the Bellas aren't as bad as people give them uh, crap for, but they also weren't great. So I will say that I am uh, actually nearly pissed off that Bull Nakano nor Wendy Richter are on this list. Bull Nakano was was right up there. Um. Right after you chose Medusa, I uh, I almost chose Bull Nakano. Oh, um, those two had a set of matches uh-huh. that were just fantastic. Yes, and that played yeah. into it. But I was like, ah, no. I I uh, at that, that point, said, I it's also here. a sign that women's wrestling is better now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because there's even there's even half a dozen current women's wrestlers that I would could have put on this that we didn't, you know. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I was mean, just going with the fame on the honorable mention. Honestly, even with China being there, you know, um, yes, she was a great wrestler, but was she better than? It's all going to depend on who she goes up against. So, also honorable mention that probably should be on here above Rhea Ripley, and I love me some Rhea Ripley, and above I would probably say, oh, Britt Baker. But uh, no one was ready for it, so apparently. Well, and you know, there's there's a whole lot of uh, I I know there's at least one person probably listening going, why didn't any of you say Rousey? Oh Jesus! If you listen to our show enough, you know why we didn't say (laughs) Rousey. But but I hear you guys out there already, and you know you can feel good about being better than us at choosing these. So and, the uh, way, so, uh, how about no, you crazy Dutch bastard? <laughs> so the way you. I did these brackets were um, you guys went head to head in the center of the brackets, so I had two sides, four, four brackets um, on each side. Uh, your center four were the head-to-heads, and then your outside four. Um, you guys are actually facing your own characters. So we're gonna start with the first match: is Hikaru Shida versus China. Hikaru Shida. Oh, he's. <laughs> it was. It I don't was like how that one. Went, oh. <laughs> it's how you picked. Uh, so Hikaru Shida versus China. I mean, here's the. I don't. This would be a heck of a match. Um, to be perfectly honest, because this would be one of those uh, David versus Goliath kind of stories. Yeah, David versus Goliath sort of stories where Hikaru Shida shows off her speed and her agility and all of this stuff where China is just the powerhouse. Um, in many ways, it it's retelling the story they told with Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose just turned up to 11. 
Right. Um, that being also said, to our co-podcaster on the Tatnus Co Podcast Network, go check out Tatnus Co Podcast Network uh, with things like In the Dice Box Slam, which actually features Nyla Rose, also on our honorable mention list. Go on. Yes. <laughs> she can beat she can beat the crap out of you guys, not me. <laughs> so, um, but in the end, especially if we're talking time machine, um, I we have not yet seen Hikaru Shida at her peak, but we have seen China at her peak. And as of right now, it's hard for me to believe that Hikaru Shida could currently stand up to peak China. So Okay. Oh. I think you're automatically your own tiebreaker in two people you've selected. So, um, JLB, any arguments in favor of Sheeta, or do you, do you think that? I mean, I was in favor of Sheeta to be honest with you, because I feel like uh, Sheeta at her peak would be better than China. And because we're doing the whole David versus Goliath, this is where she would also get that up on being that. Oh, there will be an opportunity to knock off China if you want later. Just so you know. No, here's the thing: is where I get where you're coming from. The thing is, in in a 16-team tournament, because we are still doing pro wrestling, you don't have the underdog bake and take out the monster in the first round. Uh, it makes no sense. You build up the monster so the underdog can take him out later. Um, so if Hikaru Shida had faced uh, China in the semifinals or, or even the quarterfinals, but later in the quarterfinals, I could maybe have... Of stood by that argument, but I'm okay. yeah. I like in that the argument. First too. rounds in the first rounds of it, you don't have the monster lose uh, because that's the storyline to tell is the monster going through. Okay, so that but is that's, a China win. That is a China win. On the other side, that won't be facing this. Um, we have Sasha Banks and Medusa. Again, they will not be facing the prior. Not until the semifinals at all possible. <laughs> so Sasha uh, Banks and Medusa. Um, uh, Mr. Smarks went first on his people. So I guess, uh, JLB, you're going to go first with your argument and know that you have the tiebreaker. Fair. So uh, the problem is I have seen a lot more Sasha Bank matches than I have Medusa. Yeah, well, Medusa has defended a title. So yeah, successfully. Successfully. On her own. <laughs> on her own. On her own. That's 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 the only argument I'm going to give there because otherwise I'm leading you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's valid. Um, I would still like to think that um, Sasha has more athleticism than Medusa. Oh, that's such a cryptic statement to even say out loud. Um, but I don't disagree with you. I, I think modern era is better than '93. <laughs> And honestly, Bailey would somehow get involved to give Sasha that win. So if we're going off storyline bases, Medusa yeah. would attempt to uh, knock out Bailey. Bailey would be knocked out for a bit, but Sasha Banks would ultimately end up because they're such cheaters and they always get what they want. So uh, Sasha would take it. Yeah, I I don't argue with you on that. I kind of like Da Fame said. Um, Medusa was phenomenal for her time period. She was arguably the greatest at least uh, and to american audience the best female wrestler of that time period over here um right. but comparing that time period straight across to to current modern era they they don't hold a candle um 
and it's, so yeah that's why because it's such a it's not just a it's it's a 20 year gap right yep. it's a 30 year gap into wrestling's time period so yep. looking at women then to women now and how more athletic they are it's it's kind of well, a steal i mean you you can throw it to almost any sport you you can say you know it doesn't matter how uh fast ben johnson was in the olympics right uh to go up against the people now the the uh uh world's fastest man right now mm, right we know who's gonna win you know what i mean uh who's ben johnson Are you talking michael johnson wasn't there a ben johnson michael so, johnson was the guy that did the 200 and 400 could just wonder if the ben johnson but maybe that's my brain just okay. uh, uh or if you want to use a analogy lebron james and michael jordan Ben Johnson, Olympic athlete. Oh, uh, I'm just Benjamin saying. was a Jamaican-born Canadian former sprinter who won two bronze medals in the 1984 Summer Olympics. But he was stripped of his gold medals in the 100 meters at the 1987 uh, World Championships and the 1988 Summer Olympics after being disqualified for doping. Mm. I, I was remembering him because he's qualified. But he was never the fastest man in the world, obviously, because he had bronze medals. Well, he had a gold in the 1987 uh, or an 88 Summer Olympics, but then he was disqualified for doping. But even his fastest... uh, uh, Doesn't match up with the Jamaican guy right now, whatever his name is. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, yeah. How do you not remember his name? He has fast in his name. (laughs) Because I'm actually... No, Bolt in his name. Yeah. Um... Lightning. Literally, I'm focused on women's wrestling, and we're ready to move on to the next one. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Tessa Blanchard versus Io Shirai. Jesus. <laughs> oh man. Wait, wait a second. Wasn't Shirai chosen by him? Is this where we yes. compete? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're so not, this we're is not the middle. Doing just the outsides. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're okay. working our way down the bracket. Okay. Sorry, I, I was confused. So. Yep. You're okay. Okay, because I'm keeping track on my own uh, thing. Yep, that's fine. Um, After you're done, I'll tell you if they face anybody we've talked about. Nope, that's fine. Tessa Blanchard versus Io Shirai. (sighs) I love Io Shirai, but I've said it before, and I stand by it from a skill standpoint right now. I think Tessa Blanchard is the best women's wrestler in the world today. Um, from a attitude and personality standpoint, there's a lot of arguments against, but, <laughs> but, uh, but from an in-ring competition and a look and all of that stuff, I think Blanchard wins. Um, and I'm angry because I like Io Shirai, so I would rather Io Shirai, uh, continue, but my brain can't have Blanchard lose to Shirai. It just well, won't justify. Maybe... Mr. LeBlanc can uh, justify it for you because that was his pick, or maybe he'll just be like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Well, no, and look, because the thing is, I haven't, again, I've seen a lot more Io Shirai matches than I have Tessa Blanchard, so knowing how much you know of these two women, though, I do respect your opinion on why that might actually be the case, although Io Shirai is so good. What Blanchard match can you be referring to that would change my mind? Because I'll agree with you if you give me a Blanchard match uh, that is top notch. Tessa Blanchard versus uh, Joey Ryan. <laughs> no, 
No, then I won't agree with you. <laughs> How about Tessa Blanchard versus Jordan Grace? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Tessa Blanchard versus jo- Jordan Grace would be a huge one. I mean, the simple fact is there's a reason that Impact Wrestling chose Tessa Blanchard to win their world championship, not their women's world championship, but their world champion. Um, you go go and look Tessa Blanchard versus Brian Cage from Wrestle Circus. Uh, this is Brian Cage, the machine, and uh, she puts on a match that that literally looks competitive that you you feel like she's justified in weight like you you don't really? question it right uh okay. tessa blanchard had a hell of a series and impact against gail kim one of my picks later on in this very bracket <laughs> um and and uh just a hell of i mean it was it was a grudge match they they played it off like they hated each other all the way up until this final match and and uh, it was phenomenal. Tessa Blanchard had a match versus Mercedes Martinez on the Indies. You know, Mercedes Martinez now is in uh, NXT and starting to make some waves in NXT. Uh, but, you know, before she was in NXT, she had some of the best matches out there. And to be perfectly honest, Mercedes Martinez deserves to be on this list, too. If we had, if we were doing a, a 24-man you know, or, or, you know, a 32 man, you know, a 32 woman roster, we might have, have gotten to her, but we can't, you know? Um, I mean, there's just so many, I, I could, I'll send you a, a link to like, um, some of the lists of the top five Tessa Blanchard matches. And, uh, you know, I 100% feel like she, from a skill standpoint is the, best woman wrestler in the world today and i i think the, her look and her style make it that she can she's one of the arguments for um intergender wrestling matches because she looks 100 percent legitimate even wrestling men heck she wrestled Kyrie sane in the may young classics in the first ra- or first one of them Kyrie sane who ended up winning the may young classic um, but not not because she made look Tessa Blanchard look silly. Tessa Blanchard looked like a star. So, um, go back and watch All In. Uh, they had the um, four way women's match there. It was Britt Baker, Madison Rain, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchard at All In, the original one. Oh, that was a good match. You know, so um, so that's why I'm I'm 100 on the Blanchard train. If it, I gotta be honest here, um, out of this list here, there's probably only a handful that my brain could justify saying Blanchard lose to. Um, and Io Shirai, unfortunately, is not one of them. And I love Io Shirai. I would have had Io Shirai beat Charlotte and beat Becky Lynch if that had been the head up. The, the oh. thing. Um, you know, Sorry. I had. was I, randomly placed. No, no, it's fine. I would have had. Io Shirai, um, I, I probably would have put Io Shirai over Jordan Grace. I pro, I definitely would have put Io Shirai over Rhea Ripley, and I like Rhea Ripley, but Io Shirai would have been my choice there. Io Shirai over AJ Lee and Bailey all day, but I can't justify it in my head over Blanchard. All right, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you that one. That was, uh, 
I really liked your statement, your argument with that then. Fine. So it is interesting, I will say in advance, that Smarks said Tessa Blanchard is one of the best women's wrestlers today. And I say that because her next round is against a women's wrestler not from today. Tessa Blanchard takes on China later on, kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just so you know. Which, which um, <laughs> I, if, uh, you know, I'm trying to rely on my um, bracket that I'm filling out here uh, and hoping that I'm putting them in the right uh, positions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and everything but but that was also playing into my I didn't want to say it when I was talking about but Tessa Blanchard versus China is a match that god I wish I could have seen you know what I mean <laughs> um, I, and and in this one here I don't I don't know who I'm gonna argue to win when it comes to it I literally don't but I would have well, loved it we can move on in the first round with Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler yeah I'm sorry guys like <laughs> Some of these later ones don't get as much fun as you have in these first four. These first four are fun. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like, I have arguments for both. Um, yeah, Marks, what are you thinking? It's Marks, rather. What are you thinking? Well, Marks is first name, so that's all right. Yeah, Mark. Marks, Marks. You can say right. either. Um, it's, it's a tough one. Um, even though I'm the one who chose Becky Lynch, um... Once you said Baszler, I was like, "Damn it! I should have chose Baszler." I love Becky Lynch. She's she's my girl. Uh, but in terms of in the ring, um, I I still say that uh, having uh, Baszler lose to Becky was was a mistake. So for me, I think that having Baszler bite Becky was a mistake. Well, having her bite Becky was a mistake too. Oh, that definitely was a mistake for sure. But. Uh, <laughs> But having her lose to Becky in the first place was a mistake. So I'm of the mindset that Baszler. Yeah, and I for some reason forgot of that feud because I would just wanted the bite not to be in my memory stick of brain <laughs> here anymore. So I just completely forgot about it. And I do now remember being disappointed that Becky had won that feud because it just didn't make sense uh, to me especially when you were trying to also push Baszler at the same time so I'd agree Baszler taking it with Becky's wow well at least she can go off and get pregnant now moving forward (laughs) I'm going to keep alternating sides of the brackets it's Mark's Still trying to figure out how this is going. Um, <laughs> Charlotte Charlotte Flair versus Jordan Grace. Um, this will be an interesting dispute because there is definitely grounds for both of these two to win. Yes, this, this is this is a lot tighter of a um, potential match than it maybe even sees seems on the surface here. I mean, in reality, what we have here is the face of the women's division in WWE overall, and effectively the face of the women's division in Impact Wrestling in many ways. Yeah. Um, Charlotte has the pedigree. Uh, Charlotte has the name. Charlotte has the uh, cross-promotional recognition the um the outside of industry recognition you say charlotte flair to someone and they they might know who she is even if they're not a wrestling fan you say jordan grace and a lot of people are going to be like who well if that's your foundation then how rousey should have been on the list how, how however and it's one of those where i have to tread carefully because the charlotte fans are going to hate me for saying it 
in terms of in-ring overall in-ring skill, I think Jordan Grace deserves to go on. Uh, and this is my maybe my issue too, because once again, I've only seen about three Jordan Grace matches. Um, so that's where my issue stems from. However, I was entertained by the three that I've seen. That doesn't mean much considering I'm entertained by a lot of Charlotte's matches. I do think Charlotte does have a lot more showmanship when she's in the ring, but that's just because she's a flair and has got that all from Daddy Dearest. Um, They're both really athletic and phenomenal. You don't win matches by strutting. No, definitely. Well, tell that to Flair. You win matches by throwing people across the ring. Which Flair has also done, which the Flair fans will rag you on. Oh, uh, Uh, I am 100% certain the Flair fans are coming for me. Flair Nation has has me in their crosshairs right now. I get it. I, I just don't see Jordan Grace there yet. I again that could just be because I haven't seen enough of her matches, but to go on on Flair, you're talking about the underdog story and so on, but I just don't see that happening in this tourney. I don't know. Like I'm I I am here's what I will say. As much as I'm on the Jordan Grace train, uh, and I mean, to to full disclosure, I follow Jordan Grace on Twitter. I do not follow Charlotte on social media. Um, there's there's reasons behind it. Um, I am 100% on the Jordan Grace train. However, um, I I will say in the terms of this, this bracket, this is not the hill I'm gonna die on. So if you think Charlotte deserves the win, I'll I'll let Charlotte go on. How was I thought it was gonna go to a tie break. How, how was the Tessa Blanchard versus Jordan Grace match uh in impact of March of twenty nineteen, if you can recall? Um it, I if I if I'm remembering correctly, it was a great match. This was right number one contendership match. Yeah, this was um this was the match leading up to Tessa Blanchard's uh uh heavyweight championship run if i'm remembering it correctly so it was a great match but it was designed to showcase blanchard a bit more right um but i i have yet to see a jordan grace match that i'm not impressed such a monster though man ah yeah i'm sorry i'm taking flair though but this girl she just did a jackhammer (laughs) like no problem on tesla on Tesla, but Jordan Jordan Grace is ah so good. Anyways, but so I I am Charlotte I, like, Flair. Charlotte Flair will continue. I'm not gonna die on that hill today. Sorry, okay. Jordan. Well, the next two, I think that um, you guys are gonna enjoy um, going. God, this is not the best place for those guys to wrestle. Um, so uh, we're gonna go with Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. I also think that this is a no-brainer, in my opinion. I'd like to hear the argument. I'll I'll go ahead and go first. I <laughs> I I think Statlander, especially since these are two AEW talent, I yeah. think Statlander has the bigger upside in the long run. I think Statlander currently has the more developed skill set. And while Britt Baker is better on the mic than Statlander, uh, I I just see way more upside to Statlander, so I'm on a I, and there's a reason I chose Statlander in my list, but that's that's where I fall on this. Yeah, and you know what? I have been enjoying Statlander's matches though on AEW, um, and 
maybe this might have changed if I've seen some recent Brick Baker, um, perhaps, but I just Statlander has been killing it in recent weeks. Um, so I, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I'd agree with you there. Hopefully, uh, I felt like that was the no-brainer too. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, next match: Rhea Ripley versus Bailey. I think that this probably lays down pretty quick. Rhea. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought so too. Uh, I thought the only argument in favor of Bailey is experience, but I think Rhea's the. Now, if, if, you to, if you were to do Rhea, uh, Bailey's NXT version rather than her version, there are more versions of her. Yes, I think that would be more of a a little bit more of an argument because I feel Bailey was even more super athletic back when she was in NXT and was even a better wrestler then. Um, but yeah, no, Rhea Ripley though is pretty freaking awesome. However, it would have been just more of an argument if it was NXT Bailey. I think I think potential upside is is the primary kicker there. I think Bailey's hit her peak. Yeah, that's it. So, and the last match of the evening um, is two of JBLs against each other, and that's yep. Gail Kim and AJ Lee. Actually, those are well, those are yours. Mine. Yep, yep. I'm sorry. We yep. we just did Ripley that, and Bailey. Last one was JBLs or JLBs? Um, sir. Yep. So, yeah, um, so for this one, uh, again, I think this is a no-brainer. Even though I chose AJ Lee. And uh, I think she get, deserves more credit for the women's revolution than she gets. Because uh, she basically gets none because she really wasn't part of the revolution afterwards. But um, I, I think Gail Kim deservedly deserves to be in the, the discussion of greatest women's wrestler of all time. Yeah. And I can't, I can't have her lose to AJ Lee. I can't make that argument. I just find it funny, though, how you mentioned that AJ Lee was the most underrated, like you just said. But again, Gail Kim, absolutely phenomenal. So um, I'm going to make an analogy about Gail Kim. I think that she is so solidly in the GOAT conversation. I think she lands kind of like Jim Brown does in running backs in the NFL because he only had an eight-year career. And, uh, you know, a lot of people would say Walter Payton. A lot of people would say Emmett Smith. But... Uh, Jim Brown did a lot in a very short time, and Gail Kemp did a boatload in a very short time. Yeah, kind of like Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson's football yeah. career was not very long, uh, but, but what he impressive. did during that time. Okay, so just to to make sure I have everything uh, lined up properly, going into the quarterfinals, we have our four matches. We already know we got China and versus Blanchard, right? So what are the other three? Make sure. We have Shannon Baszler versus Sasha Banks. Okay. Cool. You have Charlotte Flair versus Ripley, and you'll have Chris okay. Statlander versus Gail Kim. Okay. Oh. So we're gonna work backwards through those brackets just because I think that China versus Tessa Blanchard is so much fun. I want to save it till <laughs> uh, just before the quarterfinals. So I'm actually gonna say Chris Statlander versus Gail Kim. Give me your picks, kids. Wow. Yeah, this, this Marks is, is going to struggle here. <laughs> this is tough. This is so tough. I just said me. one's the goat, but I really like the upside. It's Chris Stanley. Well, and and, and that's that's ultimately <laughs> the deal. Is is do we do we base this entirely on uh, their overall career and and who is because yes, Gail Kim overall right now should 
be the win. But at the same <laughs> point, do I do I think Chris Statlander potentially has a higher ceiling than Gail Kim had? I also uh, do agree. Uh, think that I so. that she does. Yeah, and yeah. we've been going up storyline storytelling for this mm-hmm. journey. So technically speaking, Gail would be getting the uh, yeah the shaft. So from a storyline standpoint, that that would be the story that you could tell here. Can the young upstart now beat the seasoned veteran, the goat? They could even you know throw out words like that. So my argument would be Statlander win. Yeah, no, I'd uh, I'd agree with that. Even Holy if holy shit, oh, I know. <laughs> Even if we weren't talking about storyline, I do think she does have a higher ceiling from what, because Gail, then again, not really, because even when she went, like, okay, like, these were pretty crap, definitely, um, made her impact, right in the pot, and impact, and we really saw her work there, um, I just think Statlander has been kind of good everywhere. Uh, with any federation that she has went to, whether it would just be as a one-off in doing the uh, Mae Young Classic in WWE and then doing all the great work uh, in Impact and I ho- hopefully AEW um, no, wait I'm mixing people up, this was Statlander correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the alien Yes, alien. Yep. Right. yep so I mix people up there, I was thinking Blanchard for some reason um, okay yeah, but ultimately, and she's she's fresh, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't know, Gail Kim. I just, I think it just brings me back to the storyline, though, all over again, sort of deal. Just because, yeah. Sorry, Gail, you're an awesome though. You, I want to re- vomit right now. I want to vomit. So it is, bad. it is such a hard choice, and it, may, it doesn't feel good saying it, but. Uh, <laughs> well. I want to vomit because that person would have gone up against the winner of Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Oh, snap. So, so it's it's Chris Statlander and uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Go ahead, kids. I think it's going to be a great match, uh, no matter who Statlander would go up against, technically. Uh, Rhea versus Statlander, Flair versus Statlander would be still two phenomenal matches. So everyone's a winner. Um, I guess we would have to say the same thing with this one. Well, the, the question here is, does Rhea get rep- retribution or does Charlotte continue her dominance over Rhea? Yeah. Um... I'm I'm down for Charlotte to go down with the count. Wow, <laughs> we're, we're going to eliminate two in a row that that are in I, the goat conversation. And 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 here's what's going to be funny. I'm going to argue the other way. Oh, thank heavens! <laughs> uh, after after arguing about Jordan Grace beating Charlotte and and then conceding to let Charlotte go through, I can't in good faith have Rhea Ripley. Wait. And I love, I love Rhea Ripley. I, I don't think you do. I, 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 I do love Rhea Ripley. Um, I, again, if if it was Rhea Ripley versus uh, Chris Statlander, I'd have a really hard time, you know, from a, a current standpoint. Because again, then we start talking about upside and 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 futures and everything. If it was Rhea Ripley versus Sasha Banks, I had to have I have no problem putting Ripley over. But but Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte after Charlotte just beat Jordan Grace, uh, to me I I think Charlotte goes on. Plus that 
that sets up another storyline for for the semis is can can Chris Statlander continue her giant killing ways and make it to the championship? Mm. Um, so that's my argument. I think, I think Charlotte. I think there's a valid argument that Charlotte got injured in her win, though. If you wanted to have Rhea win, which which adds some strength to Jordan Grace, if you want, I'm just playing devil's advocate there because I I actually agree with with Smarks on this one, but I don't think I have to play tiebreaker here. I think you two can convince each other one way or the other. I. I Go ahead. Yeah, but Rhea and Statlander would be a phenomenal matchup, and I just uh, it would be. I'm I'm not arguing that it wouldn't be a great matchup. I'm just thinking again. We're still talking about storylines and professional wrestling, and for me, the better storyline going into the the semifinals is Chris Statlander took out Britt Baker, arguably the face of AEW. Chris Statlander took out. The goat of all women, Gail Kim. Can Chris Statlander take out the flair, the woe man? And if this uh, was an event, I would totally agree. She would have to completely win it all. Because if she takes out flair, uh, who else does she have next? So we have flair and. Can we have flair and Rhea? Is there anyone else? Or this is it? This is. No, we've got Sasha versus Shayna and China versus yeah. Tessa Blanchard. But but those um those would be in the other bracket, the other semifinal. Yeah. So the winners of those would go on to whoever wins in Statlander versus Charlotte right. or Ripley, right? And right. that's why storyline wise, I I've got a storyline that I'd tell out of it, but I uh, but I don't want to go into it because we're still going to have to debate the winner of two more matches to whether that storyline could come. But I think the better storyline is can Statlander continue her God-killing ways? Um, I I really do like that. You you can Uh, still tell an injury angle to to save Charlotte a little bit that after after a hard-fought match versus Jordan Grace and then going against the brutality of Rhea Ripley, She's not at 100% when she goes against Chris Tatlin. So I, I'm i still advocating for Charlotte winning. I'll, I'll Sounds take like that. that that is the hill he'll die on. That's this the is hill. the hill I'll die on, which yeah. is so weird. Because <laughs> the last one was the hill you weren't going to die on. Exactly. <laughs> well, Same you know person. I, yeah. And I would agree the injury angle would still work for the next round too because after facing Jordan Grace... Like, I'm sure she would have put Charlotte through a hellacious match, too. So, that mm-hmm. Rhea Ripple. Oh, man, all these matches can also happen. Let's make something happen here, folks. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, so, do we agree? Player? Charlotte goes on. No, Charlotte's going on. Um, to the detriment of JLB, the next match is Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. Man. <laughs> I mean, can we just say it? Baszler wins. Taylor wins, but person. <laughs> That's where I thought that was going. <laughs> and, the, and this is another one if of she those. Takes out, if she takes out Becky Lynch, she goes on past Sasha Banks. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and here's what it simply comes down to. I want to make 100% clear. The names that we have on this are all on here because we like them. And <laughs> and that we do think that they deserve to be in these, these talks. And again, we could have had this be a 32 team, you know, and and filled it 
easily with people that we yeah, like. There would have so, been a lot of argument about whether or not it was still enough. Yeah. So so um, just because we have Banks losing to Baszler and we seem relatively nonchalant about it does not mean we don't like Sasha Banks. She's on this list for a reason. Uh, we just think in this particular setup, in this match... And by all means, if you do disagree, if you want to argue about it, the fact, just shoot us a comment. Tweet us at at Ryan WBU. There heck, you go. That's it. heck. Share this. Or, share this on your on your Facebook or your Twitter, saying I can't believe they picked Baszler to beat Sasha Banks. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash or go to Patreon and you know join pay, up. Pay your way to complain. Maybe even yeah, live and in person while we're recording it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or on our uh, Discord server. <laughs> so, right. anyways, back to this. So, the Thanks match we've waiting. all been waiting for that I've been jacked about since the first rounds were said. Um, China versus Tessa Blanchard. The Thrilla in Vanilla. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this would. This is a match I want to see so bad. I wish it <laughs> it's a um, never-happened match. It's yep. never going to happen. And, oh, um... This this is another things you didn't know you wanted to see until you were told you want to see. It's like yeah. a train wreck. Um, my my storyline with this is uh, Blanchard overcoming China. Um, even though China's the powerhouse, and this is China in her prime. Right. This is also the women who held the men's titles. These are yes. the two women who are most famous for holding the men's titles. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, China will tower over Blanchard um, mm-hmm. in in a height and in a in a physique standpoint. And Blanchard is cut, but China peak China was was jacked. Um, peak peak China made a lot of the men look out of shape. You're just looking um, at you, Eddie Guerrero. Yes. <laughs> Um, Latino, he... He looked tiny next to her. I mean, they came out together, and you're just like, holy crap. (laughs) Um, and so, to me, the storyline you tell is Blanchard overcoming and trailblazing uh, ahead over China. Um, so this is this is like a John Cena style win or a Roman Reigns style win. He's getting slaughtered. She's getting slaughtered. She's getting slaughtered. She's getting slaughtered. And from out of nowhere... Well, okay. To to use a, a a even more dated reference, this is a Hogan versus Andre moment. I was thinking that, yeah, sort of exactly. This, this is a a Tessa Blanchard uh, power slams China sort of a thing. Um, mm. um yeah, cause she'd to, be so tiny, man. Yeah. Um, and, and oh my God, she actually did it moment. Um, and then she can hit Magnum TA. And uh, that's that's the name of her move. Um, and uh, also the name of her dad, by the way, one of her. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, but uh, and and win. So I think Blanchard win. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of comparing it to the match she had with Sammy Callahan at Unbreakable. Uh, although Sammy Callahan kind of was getting his ass whipped throughout the entire match, but I'm just looking at the physique between the two uh although china is not obviously that fat um but just kind of make that comparison in that regard um i would agree with you though 
uh, Blanchard would get that underdog moment because she technically would be the underdog when facing against China. And I think she deserves it. Um, from all the highlight videos I've been watching of her, uh, she's awesome. And I want to see more and more. Guy immediately regret Gail Kim losing to Chris Sandlander. <clears throat> Are we ready? Yes. So, um, we didn't go sequentially on these brackets because at this point we went across. It's just how I drew it, man. I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, we've got Tessa Blanchard versus Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair versus Chris Statlander. Now, you can see why I wish it was Gail Kim versus Charlotte Flair because you would have four women who would all be reasonable arguments in the long run for the GOAT, and I just don't see Chris Stantlander ever being GOAT level in my mind. But well, not yet. Well, like I said, in my mind, yet, I don't see it. Right. Doesn't mean eventually it won't be. So we're going to start with the one that's less enjoyable, because I really am excited to hear you guys talk about Shayna Baszler and Tessa Blanchard. So we're going to start with Charlotte Flair versus Chris Statlander. And then Don't this make is... the final point. <laughs> The, this is this is where we pay off the storyline of Charlotte Flair having been through hell versus Jordan Grace and then hell again through through Rhea yeah. Ripley. Um, yeah. Basically going off that. So I'd agree she's injured. She can't really uh, do all the stuff she was doing in the previous matches. Uh, and then, man, that would continue on a, like a feud between her and Jordan Grace or, or a triple threat. Between those three. Oh my god, all the wonderness. Mm-hmm. Damn, why can't this be reality? So, um, yeah. So it's a way to have Statlander win without having Charlotte look. You're putting Statlander in the final. That's my argument. Because I I one hundred percent think Statlander has that big of an upside. I think she has the potential to be in the in the argument. If we were doing this same same bracket ten years from now or 15 years from now. I think we talk about Statlander in the argument of Gail Kim and Charlie. I think half of these women aren't on here 15 years from now. I don't think Bailey makes it on here, and I think maybe Bull Lacano does, but because mm-hmm. it's not so fresh in everybody's mind. But that, I do. But I, I just see, I personally see that that upside to Statlander in the long run. I think she's got now now there there are things that are gonna mellow with time her her alien gimmick will eventually have to mellow um just with the the ages um but but from a skill standpoint and an athleticism standpoint you know statlander in her in her free time is actually legitimately like her non-wrestling time a hollywood stunt woman oh snap Um, i didn't know that and uh and and I think that kind of plays into what she can do uh, do in the ring long term. I really do think she she's got that. So my argument is Chris Statlander. Uh, <laughs> I just have a voice. Mm-hmm. Just a voice. Yeah, I mean, it's just we're gonna go with that because we were kind of discussing on that storyline going that way. But it's just I don't know if she's there yet to beat. Uh, to to she's there yet. She's she's facing who now again? Sorry, Charlotte. Charlotte. But th- that that's that's why the that's why in my opinion the the uh, bracket working the way it it did here. If if she was facing Charlotte after Charlotte walked over Bailey and AJ Lee, I I couldn't make this same argument. 
right? If Charlotte had faced uh, Britt Baker and uh, Sasha Banks or even Medusa, I'd have a hard time making this argument. The fact that Charlotte had to go through Jordan Grace and Rhea Ripley first is where I make this argument. Yeah, no, she really did have to go up against three very powerful women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. It's just one-on-one like that. Let's say non-turny, them just facing one-on-one. Who would take it? I still feel Charlotte would have the up and up. But Statlander is phenomenal talent. It's just yeah, I'll, I agree. I agree though. I'm just still. I don't know. I just got to do too. <sighs> All right. So Statlander is going on. Yep, and I hit. I fucking hate the final, regardless of what happens here. So, in the real final, before the actual, before the final happens in the tournament, we have Tessa Blanchard versus Shayna Baszler, and what I would consider the best final that there could be. But they have to go up against each other in the semis. Yeah, yeah. Best of luck figuring this one out, kids. Oh, I, oh, I've got a, I've got a thing for it. I've got a storyline. So in in this case here, here's my pitch. Hear me out. Baszler wins. Oh, okay. Baszler does not win without some con, not controversy, but some discussion. Um, uh, partially due to Charlotte showing up, um, at ringside and distracting Tessa. Because even though we're doing this as as a standalone tournament sort of a thing, this is still professional wrestling and you still have to set up stuff. And what better feud to set up out of this than even though Charlotte didn't win, uh, she figures if I didn't win, I don't want Tessa Blanchard. And so because in their the, dads were both in the four horsemen. Yeah, I get you there. There's a, there's a yes. lot of that to it, and because they both are legitimately in the talks of greatest current female wrestler, um, and and there's going to be talk back and forth about it. So so then setting up a outside of this, um, even you could even do it as a losers bracket, um, you know, sort of a thing, but a Charlotte versus Tessa Blanchard match. Um, for later on. Okay, so how does Shayna win this? Kirifuda Clutch? Kirifuda Clutch, yeah. Distraction from Charlotte. Blanchard is not paying attention. Baszler locks on the Kirifuda Clutch. Um, and, and you know, you, you could even do the pass out instead of the tap. Because uh, you can play Blanchard off as I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to tap. Um, and then that's my point. Setting it up, Charlotte versus Blanchard at an unknown time. Baszler going on to the final versus Statlander. In the raw underground. Sorry, just throwing it back to earlier tonight. <laughs> Does sound like something that would be in raw underground. Uh, Are you down with that? Baszler beating Tessa Blanchard. I, I mean, I like his story with it because I would really love to see but then Flair could just screw her over at the end but then that would mean which still might be good uh... now don't don't get me wrong uh, Statlander versus Blanchard match would be fire in my opinion but yeah. I, I think from a storyline standpoint having uh, especially if you do the matches in relatively quick succession Statlander versus Charlotte Charlotte loses and you're doing Baszler versus Blanchard. You have Charlotte come out and cost ba- Blanchard the match. 
uh, setting up. Why wouldn't when, when Charlotte just do that when she makes it to the final <laughs> and do it that way anyways? Because what would be because the... Because she's caught up in the emotion of the moment. I'm out. I'm going to ruin it for somebody. I was looking forward to facing Blanchard in the final. I think this should be the real final. Um, so if I'm not going to make it to the final, I don't want Blanchard in the final. I mm. want her for myself. Um, and then, like I say, that that sets up a storyline there. And then Baszler versus Statlander. Now you've got uh, the brawler power versus the alien, um, a little bit more traditional wrestler sort of concept. Mm. But may, make your case. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh- no, no, I just, I just find you still get that serious because I like that storyline, but you could still make that same uh, serious storyline with, um, with it being uh, Blanchard and Statlander at the end, and 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 Charlotte screws Blanchard over there um, because it's still a serious fact. I screwed you over. If I'm not going to win, you're not going to win the tourney in that regard. And this way it doesn't make... Because I don't know. I don't think Statlander and Baszler would necessarily be... I'm going to throw a little twist at you since we already know all the people and since Charlotte's already out. Uh, Charlotte and Tesla decide to form the real Four Horsewomen. And uh, they come out during... Charlotte comes out and interrupts Tessa's match only to have both of them come out and annihilate the other two in their main event in their championship match oh yeah. jesus that would be cool too mm-hmm. why are then, we like then, then we get a dnf for the for the main event championship match um uh to be decided later uh at a rematch when they're not extend yeah. the storyline maybe oh. may, maybe it it takes place in some sort of hellacious cell <laughs> <laughs> or a chamber Yes, some sort of chamber that you get eliminated from. <laughs> and perhaps you throw two more people in that, you know, maybe were left out that feel... Or, or I don't uh, know, may, maybe in the end there's some sort of game of war between or, them. Or, or maybe this might feel the rumble of royals. <laughs> anyway, so who's your pick here, guys? Is it is it is it legitimately going to be Shayna Baszler? I'm leaving it up to JBO. J- J- JLB. JLB. I'm leaving it up to. I am not Brad Farouk. 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 <laughs> Farouk. Damn. Damn. <laughs> uh, no, I, I say Blanchard goes ahead. I say Blanchard. So they're still arguing. So, so, so t- tell me why you think. Let's take Charlotte Flair out of this. And keep in mind, I picked both Baszler and. Uh, no, excuse I picked Blanchard. Uh. Originally, you picked Baszler, and I am the one arguing for Baszler to win. So, so how it goes. So, so, but yeah, you know, at this point, it's just because based off the storyline that you're trying to tell. And again, that's weird because I'm arguing the storyline yeah. that you're trying so, to tell. So, tell t- t- tell me I, the storyline you would tell. No, no, no and shard, I take the show out of it entirely. You know, what is the storyline you're telling? Well, my the whole thing is, I just think the main event would be a better match. Uh, between Statlander and Blanchard. I think that would be a better match than Statlander and Baszler. But you can also mix in with your Charlotte storyline in there at the end to screw Blanchard over uh, in the process, and it would make it that much more impactful. Is what I'm 
saying I just don't feel like Baszler and Statlander would be a decent match to watch. I feel like Baszler might just get the up in hand in that too much. Whereas um, if so, I, you're telling me the Canadian believes that the screw job belongs in the main event. I mean, I, I grew up on that, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that's where it happened. To to me, and and this is all I'm gonna say. I I disagree. I think Baszler versus Statlander tells a better storyline and tells a better match than Blanchard versus Statlander. Um, because we've already had Blanchard versus Powerhouse in Blanchard you versus. You could also China. have the. You could also have that Statlander breeze out of her belly button. So that's <laughs> yeah. why she will never pass out to the she, pure fruit of clutch. She's an alien. <laughs> she, do, she doesn't need air to survive. Um, <laughs> so pure fruit clutch is useless against her. But <laughs> in this respect, Statlander is a powerhouse. And so Baszler as the more technician brawler uh, versus the powerhouse is the storyline that I like to see more. I also, to me, it makes more sense if Charlotte's going to cost Blanchard a match. To me, it makes more sense for it to happen immediately after she lost in a fit of rage. If I lost in this, in the semifinals, Blanchard's not winning in the semifinals. Because in Charlotte's mind, uh, whoever goes farther is better. You know what I mean? So Blanchard going farther in, in this tournament is like admitting is Charlotte admitting that Blanchard is better and which also would mean that her dad was better than Charlotte's dad mm-hmm. in Charlotte's mind yes that's my now, argument now I really like that force horsewoman idea oh, I so- like it I like it I like the idea of it being trickery and we're like well screw you we're actually the top mm-hmm. um yeah because I could see both women definitely doing that because although Flair is more of the you know, rage because I, I don't feel like Blanchard is all egotistical like that or hasn't played that character uh, for quite some time. Um, so yeah, no, fine. I'll uh, I'll I'll agree because I just don't see it being a good match. But again, I appreciate your wrestling knowledge a lot more than my own. So if you can see that happening in terms of the brawler versus uh, the more technical. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Fine. 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 Okay, so we've got Baszler versus Statlander for the women's championship in a tournament that included Jordan Grace, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that Baszler made <laughs> It's it's the way tournaments. I That's I've said picture. this. I I say this every year when the NFL comes around that the just the nature of tournaments means the championship game is not necessarily the two best teams the two best wrestlers the two best players the champion isn't the best mm-hmm. um it just they happens to be the best team uh in their brackets in their they happen to be the best team four nights in a row yes Four games, exactly. Um, and that's really what this comes down to. Baszler and Statlander are not the best wrestlers in this tournament, but so they were the best in their individual storyline, in their individual matches. So. so we've given some potential storylines to close this thing out. Does this in, end in a DNF? Does it end in a win? Does it end in a loss? Does it? How does I, this end? 
Was it Endon Statlander being able to breathe out of someplace other than her mouth so that Baszler can cure for the clutch means nothing? I I personally think the speculation that Statlander can breathe out of her belly button turns out to be false. <laughs> uh, and and um, I think Baszler wins. I think the wrestler that I did not choose in this final is the winner. Um, that's it's it's a weird way that these games go here. Lending <laughs> credence to MMA being the strongest. And that's the thing, though, because I and that's why I didn't want Baszler to go above because one, one, I think Blanchard would probably give her a great showing, and it would be a phenomenal he, show. But again, when it's Baszler versus Statlander, I think Baszler would win. So that's I, why I found it boring because I feel like Baszler would just dominate. I don't now, think it would be a dominate. You had Charlotte Flair, Jordan Grace, Rhea Ripley, and that's why Chris Statlander won. Statlander won is because. Flair had to face Grace and then Rhea Ripley, but Baszler just had to go up against Becky Lynch, Blanchard, and Sasha Banks. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I mean, mm-hmm. Baszler I mean, could be also- tired, and Statlander definitely has had the easiest path. She definitely has had the easiest path, which is why she's made it so far. Yeah, which is why the storyline of Baszler winning makes more sense. Yeah, because it's the underdog coming. No, here, here's the deal. Here's what it comes down to. Baszler winning can be told in the same way you have Randy Orton winning a match. Statlander can be overpowering Baszler at every turn. Statlander can be more athletic than Baszler at every turn. But Baszler has that move that can come out of nowhere and win the match, right? We've seen Baszler catch someone out of midair in the right? I've also seen her lose twice being in the Kirifuda clutch and not willing to let it up. And not willing to let it up and get rolled up. Yes. So she's got this move that she can lock in at any place and the only weakness to it is they can be rolled onto their their shoulders and and, and all that stuff. But I think you tell the story that Statlander is more athletic and more powerful than Baszler. Um, but Statlander trying trying to set Baszler up for Statlander's uh, uh, finisher. Um, I, I'm totally blanking on the name of it. It's it's a uh, kind of a weird package pile driver. Um, and it's driving nuts. Anyways, um, but in trying to set up for that, let's ba- Baszler get her back in a way it's that she can't roll through. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Thank you. I, I knew it was it was space related, and I just couldn't couldn't think from and like here's a here's the deal, guys. It's one o'clock in the morning when we're recording this, so my brain's already going weird. And so I was like, yeah, Statlander tries to set her up for the, and my brain's like, oh, it's called the greeting from Asbury Park, and I'm like, no, that's Bam Bam Bigelow. And my brain's <laughs> like, no, it's not. So um, it is Bam Bam Bigelow's. So so yes. It is a great move. Greetings from Asbury Park, a.k.a. the Big Bang Theory. It's not the same move at all. <laughs> not even close. Um, <laughs> but uh, so so in Statlander's attempt to do it, she opens herself up to get, getting put in the Kirifuda clutch and she can't roll through. Or maybe she tries to roll through and Baszler has figured out a way to roll back through um, and keep it on. Yeah. So. Sorry about that. Okay. Are you talking to your friends? No, it's my mommy. Your mommy. Aw. 
Say hi, mommy. She's already in bed. Too late. Anyway, so, so, so that's my argument. Are you guys in agreement? Basler wins. Yeah, Basler. Well, I, I knew Basler was gonna win if she was gonna face that line. But yeah, but it's not due to shenanigans. I do not have it due no. No, I, I think Basler is enough of a powerhouse for it not to be due to shenanigans. I'm sorry. Fair enough. No. So I wish I was part of this. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was an easy way for it to be a three-way draft. It would almost be like a triple threat tournament. Yeah. Mm. That that would be pretty phenomenal. We could still technically make that happen. We could do it on a future the future episode of A Visit from the FBI. Now the real question is who's, who next week's gonna go first to be like, I got it, I got it. I got I got it. It's gonna be a triple threat uh women's tournament. Uh, title tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on that note, we have just crowned the women's champion, Shayna Baszler, over Chris Statler. And Charlotte Flair. And Jordan Grace. And Sasha Bang. And everyone else. Tessa Blanchard. And China. And Becky. But like I say, not our best work, kids. Not our best work. Oh, no. I think. Storyline-wise, we set up great storylines in that. Yeah, because he, here's the deal: is this set up a Charlotte Flair versus Tessa Blanchard match? There, right? You you have a potential for a Statlander versus Gail Kim rematch. That Gail Kim feels like she she shouldn't have lost that match. You've got storylines with Jordan Grace versus Charlotte and Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte, or even Jordan Grace versus Rhea Ripley, based on both of them. Uh, beat Charlotte and now we need to figure out who's the best of them right lost to Charlotte both of them lost both to Charlotte. lost to Charlotte excuse me that's what I meant to say but uh you know about about the only um like we didn't set up a storyline for Sasha Banks really because she just beat Medusa and then lost um kind of like she always does she wins once and then loses wow. uh, <laughs> that happened folks <laughs> Uh, I love, I love Sasha Banks. I'm sick of her losing her first title defense, and so I think stop making fun of it. I, I, well, no, I'm gonna make fun of it until WWE listens to me and changes it. No, I am fairly confident that at SummerSlam she is going to win. Um, Who is she facing? She is uh, facing Oscar. Um, I, I am also fairly confident it's going to be due to uh, Bailey's interference of some sorts or Bailey's help in some way but um I'm relatively confident they're not going to take it off her just yet so I don't know I don't know <laughs> I, it, that, that being said this is WWE and they've been known to fuck stuff up before so um you know I I just think uh in in this in this case here I think she's going to win I'm relatively confident um, but you know, we, we didn't you know we didn't actually set up uh, anything with Io Shirai long run or Hikaru Shida long run, but damn, just having them in the same tournament um, storyline wise could could play into them facing off against each other at some point. I think we set up some great storylines. Um, and yes, again, as I said, it often when it comes to tournaments, the best person does not actually win the tournament. Uh, and that's part of why in wrestling they're so much fun because in the end uh, all of us smarks out here 
myself included, can go, burr, 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 so-and-so got robbed. They should have had them win. <laughs> well, burr, 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 burr. lots of people got robbed. Yes. Well, but that's it. I mean, in the finals. <laughs> you, you, you legitimately could have made an argument for one of the people from every, almost every uh, first round match being the champion, right? The only ones that that you could maybe say I don't, I didn't see either of them being the champion in the final. Um, Ripley versus Bailey. I like Rhea Ripley, but I didn't really think she she makes it to the final. Um, Banks versus Medusa. I I would have had a hard time arguing either of them makes it to the final in this. Um, but like Hikaru Shida is currently the AEW Women's Champion. China has been a men's champion, the Intercontinental Champion. Tessa Blanchard, like I said, we make arguments that she uh, is potentially the greatest current women's wrestler. Io Shirai is currently NXT Women's Champion. Jordan Grace just lost the Impact Knockouts Championship. Charlotte is arguably the the other one you could argue for greatest currently active women's wrestler. Um, Gail Kim, Hall of Famer, no matter where. I mean, the only reason she's not in the WWE Hall of Fame is because she's currently uh, very loyal to Impact and won't, won't do it. Well, I think uh, she has a... Uh... Doesn't she still have pending litigation? I don't know if it's still pending, but she definitely still has heat with uh, WWE, right? Um, Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker. Why does she have heat with WWE again? Um, I thought there was a sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, By her towards somebody in WWE, and I don't remember who it was. It might be Vince. Oh, Jesus. Okay. But anyways, you know, and so in many of these, even the first round matchups, are, there's legitimately an argument that they could have gone to the final. And um, if this had uh, gone any other way, if, if he'd written the bracket in any other way, say we had Hikaru Shida versus uh, Rhea Ripley in the first round and China versus uh, Baszler in the first round. These are matches that we didn't end up having um in any other way, right? Some of those matches might have gone different. Say we had uh, uh, Jordan Grace versus Medusa in the first round, or Jordan Grace versus Sasha Banks in the first round. Again, could have been a totally different... Jordan Grace versus China. Jordan Grace versus China in the very first round. Um, I mean, yeah, what if we'd built it, built it that way? Jordan Grace versus China in the first round, China versus Tessa Blanchard in the second round, or the winner of that versus Tessa Blanchard in the second round. I, you know, we, we might have chosen totally different uh, because of that. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of things that any change to this bracket could have changed the finale. But based on the way it went, I think we had the best finale that we could have gotten. Frankly, um, you know, yes, it would have been nice to have seen Charlotte versus Blanchard at some point yeah. in it. But storyline-wise, I couldn't. I couldn't make that happen legitimately. I I think the storyline of Statlander overcoming all the odds to make it to the final is a better storyline. It's crazy how they've never fought. And that's just because Blanchard wasn't in the picture when Flair was in NXT and so on. But damn. It it might happen. Tessa Blanchard currently is a free agent, has not signed with anyone yet. 
Um, reportedly, both AEW and WWE are making some serious offers at her. But I, I think that either way she'll hold for a while. That that whomever she does sign, I, I think it's actually probably already in ink, just not signed to let some heat blow over. Yeah. Well, the thing is, she's effectively stuck down in Mexico at her home down there right now, and uh, I don't, I don't think she's in a hurry to come back to the states, even even if they opened the borders back up and everything was hunky dory. You're right. I think she sits down and, let, and lets it blow over a little bit. Uh, but with COVID the way it is and shutting down that border, I think she's fine with just kind of sitting down there. Uh, I've I've heard that AEW had sent a WWE equaling offer at her. So I'm sure she's got a lot of decisions to make. Um, you know, does she want to be in WWE? A lot of people, that's their bucket list option, regardless of where they think the better wrestling is. Being in WWE is the top of the food chain sort of a thing. So, um, and admittedly, matches Charlotte versus Blanchard in WWE, Charlotte versus uh, uh, Blanchard versus um, uh, Becky Lynch if she comes back after having her baby. Um, you know, Blanchard versus Sasha Banks would be a great match. And so there's a lot of upside to that. Uh, however, yeah, Blanchard, however, um, She's also going to be doing the math. Am I world championship material at that? You know, and looking at WWE and the way they've treated a lot of their wrestlers uh, up and coming, Blanchard might be doing the math that, you know, she goes to AEW, she becomes women's champion relatively fast because she's a huge name. She goes to WWE, she becomes another one of the people. She probably gets told you have to go to NXT first. And she's effectively starting at the bottom again. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, wherever she goes, we're in for a treat in terms of the wrestling. Um, we're also in for uh, potentially seeing someone who Vile uh, reports as kind of a garbage person, but a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah, that really hasn't prevented a couple of people, uh, either of those organizations, from hiring people yeah. at some point. There are a lot of garbage people in wrestling, just in general. And so, yeah, she's going to get a job somewhere. But like you say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she lets things kind of blow over for a while. Uh, takes advantage of the fact that she can't travel and just chills out. But anyways, we will roll on. We, this is a long episode already. So we're going to roll straight into Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. Our lovely game where uh, I give out... Uh, three WWE wrestlers that they need to relocate to a different company. So first round, my choices for you are, this is going to be a fun one, the three faces of one Wyndham Rotunda, Husky Harris, Ray Wyatt, and The Fiend. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Um, Did we lose? No, no, I'm here. I just agreed with you by being silent. (laughs) <laughs> I, didn't, I don't want to go first. I don't want to go first. <laughs> um, okay, so Husky Harris, Bray Wyatt, and The Fiend. God, I thought you were going to do two different versions of, of Bray. As soon as you, or I guess Fiend is technically another version of Bray, but I thought you were going to do Preacher Bray and, and Funhouse Bray. Um, okay. I, 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 Husky Harris to 
Husky Harris to Impact as the tag division needs some help there. And I think he can come in as tag because he was known as a tag guy with Curtis Axel. So that's where I'm going. And I'm going to take... I'm going to take Preacher Bray to... Um, I'm going to take Preacher Bray to AEW because I thought it was a great storyline. Um, and I'd love to see the Wyatt family go up against... Uh, the Dark Order. So that means that Fiend Bray, along with along with uh, Funhouse Bray, goes to ROH. Okay. And I just did that so that JLB and I would be different. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually. Well, we're going to be different either way. Because um, I'm actually thinking Husky Harris to AE Dubs. Because I feel like well, maybe. Going- hmm? Okay, go on. I'm listening. Because I, I don't know. I just would like to see him in a different light uh, from what we've seen him in WWE. And I think they already have a pretty dominant tag team division. So him going into that might be a kind of different Bray. Um, who else do we got? So we got Preacher Bray and The Fiend, right? Yes. And so I think The Fiend would work really well in Impact. Um, just because they kind of I, I like it with the characters and everything. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then Preacher Bray would go to ROH. And okay. I know I'm usually dogging ROH. Uh, this is not to be dogging anybody. All of those characters are pretty spot on. But I just wanted to also kind of see a different light of Bray. Um, as a tag team competitor again because I feel like he hasn't tag teamed in God knows how long and that would be kind of interesting to see okay moving on who's up next not it okay I'm going to go back to this bracket and I'm going to go with the highest ranking women that we went with that were in WWE so we're going to revert back to the bracket and we've got Shayna Baszler and we've got Charlotte Flair and oh boy, now, now we get some WWE's back. So we got Rhea, we got China, we got Banks, China's past, so I'm gonna keep her out. And I like Rhea better than I do Sasha Banks, so we're gonna go with Rhea, Charlotte, and Baszler. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. Go so ahead. It's getting everyone to go last. Uh, so is Rhea, Charlotte, Baszler? Yep. <laughs> um. Okay. Go speaking American again. <laughs> um so yeah charlotte baszler so we'll go with baszler to impact because i feel like baszler to aew would be weird um i feel like she'd just dominate too much impact i feel like she'd have more competition um again i don't know the woman in roh though so i'm not sure of the competition in roh for that one um Rhea, would be fun in AE dubs. I think she'd mesh pretty well with well, I just want to see more of a women's division in AE dubs first, but I think she would help out uh in AE dubs. We don't need another Charlotte. We have Britt Baker as the Charlotte in AEW, I feel. So Charlotte would go to ROH and uh potentially help out the notoriety i guess of the women's division there but i think you guys have mentioned it already has kind of a solid women's division or 
for ROH? Yeah, it's a reasonably solid division. The, the biggest problem with Ring of Honor's women's division is they, they present it as a totally separate sort of a thing. They call it Women of Honor, and they it's basically entirely separate from Ring of Honor. And it would... I know they're. I think they're just trying to do that to be different, you know. Mm. And I think if they instead uh, did it as just a just part of just like everyone else and just had a women's division in Ring of Honor, I think it would make more sense. Um, I would probably go a little bit different. Um, yeah, there, there's there's part of me that thinks getting Charlotte in AEW is is the big moment that AEW needs, but I would not put Charlotte in AEW. I would put Baszler in AEW, and I know you thought that it, it she would just look like she would dominate, but I think her hard-hitting style uh, fits very well with a Hikaru Shida and uh, some of the other Joshi wrestlers as well, um, the more Japanese style. So Baszler to AEW. Um, Rhea Ripley, I think, fits in so good with the Impact roster. Um, so Rhea Ripley to Impact that puts Charlotte in Ring of Honor. Um, there with Angelina Love and and all those others. I think that makes a lot of sense. So boom. So now your turn. Come up with some oh. names. Alrighty. So we are going to do. We are going to do <clears throat> three wrestlers from the gimmick Battle Royale from WrestleMania 17. <laughs> That you can listen to on patreon.com slash raw and order you. Oh yeah. Um and we are going to go with the Iron Sheik in his prime. Um we are going to go with Sergeant Slaughter. And we are going to go was was Jim Duggan in the I don't think he no. was actually Hillbilly Jim. Those are the closest you got. Those are the closest you got. <laughs> Fair. He'll uh, look jacked. He did look, wow. Yeah, I was really shocked by that. I'm like, oh, he, I think he even looked jacked more so than when he was Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> no, he was about the same. About the same? Okay. Um, later. Yeah. Um, and then, then that last one will be Brother Love. Oh, I was actually saying it, man. I'm like, well, I wonder if he's going to go with Brother Love. Because that changes the whole thing. I was going to be very controversial and say Jim Cornette. But, uh, I'm you know. so excited that Bruce Pritchard is no longer part of WWE. <laughs> oh, jeez. I had an idea. I, I thought I knew where I was going. And then you throw throw him in at the end needs a little love um i think i think brother love in impact um oh that works great opposite um james uh yeah yeah. that's exactly my thought there having them together at one time um god that throws everything off because i was totally iron chic to impact until you threw brother love in so, um, I wish mean, she would still do good in Impact, though. That'd be a nice little, yeah. But then Brother Love would be weird in AEW. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, wait, uh, um, so, God, it, it this is the one where AEW is actually the odd man out in this one. 
Uh, I think Iron Sheik in his prime fits Ring of Honor really well. Especially if I'm putting Brother Love in AEW. Like, Iron Sheik in AEW would have been my number one until Brother Love was in this picture. And then I'm like, nope, Brother Love. I thought, I thought you said Brother Love in Impact. Yeah. In Impact, excuse me. That's what I meant. Sorry. It's 1 o'clock in the morning, one thirty in the morning in my brain. Um, yeah, Brother Love in Impact. Iron Sheik was originally my thought for Impact until you brought Brother Love in. Um but I think Iron Sheik fits really well in Ring of Honor, too. So that leaves Sergeant Slaughter in AEW, which is not my favorite uh, idea. Uh, but that's that's the way the cookie crumbles in this case. He'd be kind of like an Arn Anderson manager type of dude, even though he'd be in his prime. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. At least they'd get a G.I. Joe action figure out of it, so... Or they'd face him against Jake Hager, kind of like uh, who's the most American. But then you'd have to switch Hager's personality to be a real, a real ultra American. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what they do with Sergeant Slaughter and AEW. I don't know. But frankly, I don't know what they do with Sergeant Slaughter and Impact or Ring of Honor either. So, uh... when was Sergeant Slaughter's prime? <laughs> Did, what? The real question is, did he have a prime? <laughs> I think I think it's when he joined it's... Iron Sheik. I think it's technically yeah. this. Yeah. This is an Iraqi Irani sympathizer, some type I, of sympathizer. I think his prime was the G.I. Joe action figure they had of him. Um, <laughs> not him during that time. It his prime is physically the action figure <laughs> and appearing on the cartoon. Oh yes. God, I loved him on the cartoon. Loved him on the cartoon. I don't know why, but I did. Anyway, uh, I have to make a pick here. Um, I would say AEW is the strongest at using um, managers, so I'm gonna have Brother Love go to AEW. And I'm going to be annoyed while I watch AEW, but they, they use managers better than anybody else. I also think that Tony Khan is smart enough to tell Brother Love that, uh, or Bruce Pritchard in this instance, hey, just so you know, you're not going to be in a management role here. <laughs> um, whereas I think he could weasel his way in and other promotions. Um, which means I have to choose Slaughter or Iron Sheik. Uh to impact or ROH, uh, both of them have phenomenal submission maneuvers um, with the the Cobra Clutch and uh, I'm sorry, the Camel Clutch and the uh, uh, Cobra Clutch. Yeah, wow, they both have, they both call the Clutch. That's interesting. Anyway, um, I would say I would say Slaughter's submission maneuver. Uh, is more, yeah, is more um, technical, and so it probably belongs in ROH. Whereas Sheik's is is the Steiner recliner, and it just seems to fit better in in Impact. So that's where I'm gonna go. I really liked your brother love James Mitchell either together or against each other. I was oh, absolutely okay with that, but I I couldn't just photocopy. I couldn't I couldn't control C control V that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, uh, that's that's interesting though. At least you guys switched it up. I run, hey, by the way, Sergeant Slaughter has faced the strongest argument. What? Uh, Sergeant Slaughter has faced Jack Swagger on Raw. It was mm -hmm. only a minute and eight seconds long, and yeah. uh, Swagger won. Yeah, because he was the All American American. There you go. 
<laughs> Zeb Coulter. That's oh Zeb Coulter. That was good times. That was some good S word. Was it really? Was it? I like. I don't know if I like because it was bad. I think I, I think next week I, I may throw. Uh, wait, it's still it's. No, I already did one. Dang it. Yep. Next week I may throw uh, managers into the mix. Chubby managers, Zeb Coulter. Um, oh my God. He did Funaki. Paul Bear. Oh, where, where, where? Oh, well, my on that note, with already a plug towards potential next week. Um, <laughs> you can. We will start to wrap things up here. You can always follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at anything you want because I never post anything. But uh, DA Vincent K Fabe. <laughs> and then JLB is available at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. Website still hasn't been edited yet, but if you want to check out my unedited website, that's at realtalkradio.online. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. There's going to be a follow or a like or a subscribe button there. That way you get notified every time we post new episode. Um, make sure to check out, if you haven't already listened to the preview for our WrestleMania X7 review, um, the 30-minute preview is available now on regular uh, podcast streams. But if you really want to hear the whole story, from beginning to end it's over two hours almost three hours long of us reviewing wrestlemania x7 you have to be a patreon patreon.com slash raw and order wbu it is available at all levels so you can even join at the base level and still get access to this this pay-per-view review and um we're about to start voting for the next uh pay-per-view and i haven't even decided what ones we're going to do yet i was going to discuss that after the show um but so head on over to patreon.com and and follow us there and get access to all of our sweet perks uh we've talked about them before uh also you can review us on Apple Podcasts. You can give us five stars. Say it with me, guys. Just like the number of aneurysms Jim Cornette had while watching Double or Nothing. <laughs> We're going to have to rehearse that better. <laughs> but um, give us the five stars there. It helps us get into more ear holes uh, that way. Um, and like I say, if, if you can uh, follow us on Patreon, uh support us there or buy merchandise from our merch store shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order wbu those are great ways to support us they put money uh directly uh into our pockets to help us uh make this show better and and all that stuff we we all have real jobs outside of this um and so every little bit you can helps goes back into making this better but if you can't justify spending money right now i get it Times are tough for everyone, but there's a very, very easy and free way to support us. And that's simply just telling your friends and family and your Twitter followers and all of that stuff about us. Just sending out a tweet or a Facebook post or even just text messages to other wrestling friends that you know saying, hey, I've got this podcast I listen to. Maybe you should check it out. Sharing us with your friends is, is free. 
for you to do and probably actually the best way to support us. So uh, send out all of that stuff. You can find links to our Patreon, our Spreadshirt uh, merch shop, our Wix site, and all of the places that you can follow us in the doobly-doos for this episode or in pinned tweet on my Twitter. So you can head over to there and do that. Um, But otherwise, we will close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute for this week. And uh, we will be back with our next episode of the WBU. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening. His brother brother loves red face racist.